It's over. E3 is finally over, and we can all drop dead. Welcome to Video Game Apocalypse, everybody. I'm your very energetic host, Michael Raparas. With me in the studio from PC Gamer is uh, Tyler Wilde, and similarly, uh, it's uh? Dave Rudd. That was kind of a Tim Allen from OXM. <laughs> yes, thank you. And oh, from Wikia, it's Wikia, 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 Wikia. It's Mike Grimm. Very excited about video games after oh, man, E3. We're all so excited about video games. I it's, enjoyed it. It's an exciting time to video games. In, in all seriousness, though, uh, while I'm dead tired, uh, which, you know, always a great place to start a podcast, uh, we did have a lot of fun at E3. Um, it got me pretty pumped, I think, for the next generation, even though, as we keep debating, the actual things that the next generation offers may be negligible compared to what we have now. Maybe not. Maybe it's the graphics thing. Maybe not. Anyway, we're going to talk briefly about the five favorite things, or our five favorite things, that we saw there. Number five. For many people, this is their first experience of trying to Oculus Rift. So you, you sit in this cockpit and uh, you blast out into space. Um, we are trying to think about like uh, ways to get the people to experience the immersion and look around and things like that. That's why we did the missile system. So you actually have to look around and, and lock the missiles and, and play that way and to, to fire them off. That's Siggy Gunnarsson. Uh, well, he's Siggy. from Iceland. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, he's talking about EVE VR, which uh, Tyler, you and Mike saw. I didn't because uh, none of my appointments let me get near the Oculus Rift. Tell us a bit about it. So good. I saw it in Iceland, too, because I'm cool like that. Ooh. And I hung out with all those guys and we got really drunk. <laughs> oh. um, especially uh, the CEO. Uh, no, yeah. Siggy was full. Did you say you got Oculus Ripped? <laughs> uh. I would say that. But the game... Which is interesting because they made it like a kind of a small team, uh, did it as like a side project. That it's they, like a tech demo for Oculus. Yeah, they aren't even really planning to release it. But given how much interest there is in it, I imagine they're going to like, hey, I guess we could build this out into a whole game when the Oculus Rift releases. But like it's a, it's a very basic dogfighting game. Like mechanically, yeah. it's not that special. You have lasers, they fire forward. Mm -hmm. But it's super pretty. Like it takes like you were you were showing me Eve Online and this is not a game that I play, but just running on your PC uh, here at your apartment, it looks absolutely beautiful. You've got all these nebulas and star systems yeah, in the I background. I mean, the thing with this is it, it's not even on Eve's engine; it's actually on Unity. Oh, they wow. took Eve assets and ported them into Unity, and because Unity has Oculus support, uh, I don't know what built the word in? for it, natively built in, or mm. or at least. The Oculus SDK has Unity support. It's probably that way. but um, So yeah, so it was probably easiest for them to develop it that way. But it's like a simple space dogfighting game. It's like but three on three. It's like a multiplayer thing. Yeah. You fight against people beside you. Yeah. And so, but it just does a really good job of showing off an application of the Oculus Rift that is freaking amazing because you're like, you're in the cockpit and at first you're like, wow, this is pretty low res. But right. then like a minute later you're like... I'm in a spaceship and I am shooting guys and like suddenly the game ends and you're like what has been five minutes yes like it it's already I don't know like people are skeptical who haven't tried it and I understand because we've been burned by VR stuff so many times it's, but like if you ever get a chance to try it yeah. like it is it. one of those things where, yeah, I went into it totally skeptical. I was like, this is just some gimmicky Kickstarter thing. Who gives a rat's ass? But then it was mm -hmm. like, when you sat down with it and used it, it was amazing just how, and like, you sat down, you put it on, it's like, eh, this is okay. But once it's in motion, it was like, I was totally sold. Because it was like, 
dogfight games like Ace Combat or any kind of like fight sim game like that, you kind of instinctually like move your head when you're doing like barrel rolls or like leading the plane or trying to do a U-turn or whatever. And this game rewards that because it's like your reticle is kind of locked to the middle of your field of like view. So when you like look, you can sort of like see the ship you want to like lock onto to a certain degree and then lock onto it with the missiles. I should say that yeah, you have the headset on, you have a controller, and you're controlling the ship and shooting hmm. with the controller as you're looking around. But it's the most intuitive thing I think I've used, and it was definitely like the highlight of the show for me because it was just so radically different than anything else I've played or used. And the game itself is super simple, like Tyler said, and it doesn't look amazing, amazing. But man, just to see that in motion working as it does is like wow, this really could be like a consumer thing that will you know be a yeah. system seller. Again. I mean, to me, it's more next gen than the next gen consoles. Yeah, like definitely. this is. This is VR working when it's something we've wanted since the 70s and have well, been waiting to get right. Here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know with the Oculus Rift, it looks kind of like it just attaches with one strap mm-hmm. across the, the side of your head. And it, actually, there's a strap that goes over your okay. head as well. Yeah. But is, does, do you feel that weight? Like it's incredibly light. It's I'm really very surprised. It, yeah. It's not all that heavy. They're actually because using... that was always the problem with previous VR headsets. Is like I feel like there's a gigantic weight on the front of my face and I can't escape. Right. This that feeling. was the biggest problem with the virtual. <clears throat> yeah. but if you ever tried to wear it, yeah. <laughs> this thing that's giving me migraines well, is too yeah. heavy. But I mean, I mean, what they've set out to solve are like is is every major problem with VR. Um, it being uncomfortable and weighty, like it really isn't too weighty. They're using mobile phone screens, so. I don't know. Imagine having like two iPhones strapped to your head, I guess. Don't do that. That makes it sound terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that does sound terrible. So uh, it's like Google Glass, but even more douchey. <laughs> but, um, it certainly is douchey. I, if somebody showed me a video of me using it, I probably would yeah, be much milder on this. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got their mouth open going, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but um, and then the latency was the bigger technical issue to get over. Because like, if you have head tracking in a VR kind of setting and there's any latency to it, you're going to puke or hate mm-hmm. it. Or it's, yeah. it's not going to feel right. But the fact that when I move my head up and see a ship coming like on my Z-axis at me, that I don't feel queasy, I feel like I'm in a cockpit, yeah. that's pretty amazing. So as proof of concept, you'd say this is a pretty strong uh, debut. Yeah. For... We said it was the best game at E3, PC Gamer did, just because like nothing compares to like how different of an experience that was. Yeah. Like I want one at home and I'm yes. going to come home and put it on my head and I'm not going to come back to reality and Anne will be like, hey, you want to watch Hannibal? Sorry? Is there a voice coming at me from the outside world? <laughs> Can you world? patch it into my cockpit, please? Yes. <laughs> That's what got me about it, too, is the idea that it's like it's those two cheap screens, but it's like it's so much more immersive than any 50-inch LCD TV you had because you have stuff around your TV. You've got your shelves and everything else in your wall. And with this, there's none of that. Everything is gone. It's just you in the cockpit of the ship, and you're looking around at missiles coming behind you, and you're ducking out of the way and trying to avoid asteroids and stuff. And I don't know. I was super sold. Honestly, like I'm not even sure I'm excited for games on Oculus. I just kind of want to be in environments. And like I don't know. I want to go scuba diving in it and just look at fish. I want that, that, that scene from that new Call of Duty Ghost level, but without stupid guns and just a bunch of, a bunch <laughs> of fish that swim away from you when you get close because of their advanced AI. Imagine um, Dear Esther just talking to yourself while you're yeah. walking around. Because, I mean, so the latency they solved, the, the weight thing they solved, and the other thing they solved was the field of view. Like, it, you can kind of detect the edges. Like, you can, but, you know, it's kind of like when you wear eyeglasses, you kind of stop noticing them after a little while. Uh, you stop noticing the edges of them. So hmm. even though when you put it on, you're like, okay, I can see kind of a faint glow at the edge of the screen, but you don't notice it after a bit. 
That was one of the things that really got me too. Is that I I hate 3D glasses, like, and I can't watch movies with 3D glasses because I can never do that. Like, my brain never unfocuses from the fact that they're there. But with this, it was just like, yep, this is fine. You can put this on your head, and we can do this. Yeah. It doesn't feel like claustrophobic. You don't feel it weighing down on your nose. I mean, to be fair, we only played it. I think the demo is only like eight or nine minutes long. Ah. So I mean, if you're playing for like <laughs> That's how they get several, you. yeah, if you're playing for several hours, I imagine it might yeah. be more of an issue. But yeah. But I'm okay with taking a break every now and then. What are you, Nintendo Wii? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not going to play like competitive shooters on it, I don't think. I think you'll just be at a disadvantage. I want to play stuff that I'm just going to be observing, like Skyrim or something, where I just want to walk around and look at a place. And yeah. As a racing nerd, too, I think that's really oh, great. Because yeah, just the idea yeah, that yeah. you can like, look around naturally like that, that's that's one step towards having a realistic motorcycle game. Yeah, so all yeah, I need yeah. now is a full-size motorcycle so I can <laughs> lean it when I play it. But, uh, yeah, they had, but you already have a full-size motorcycle that you drive. But he so can't, he can't drive it when he's at home. Like By definition, he oh, has to go true. somewhere to drive it. So right. the goal here is to use technology to drive your motorcycle all the time. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I, I, instead, I just make pointless trips to Trader Joe's to go buy like a bag of rice. Yeah. <laughs> the, the first thing I'm going to do when I get one is like load up Dark Souls and intentionally like go to sleep with it on my head, just so I can like wake up terrified <laughs> and like, just have that experience of waking up and like just seeing some horrible thing in front of me. Well, they should do a Castlevania game and call it Dracula's Rift. Whoa! Oh. Whoa! Not nah. best work. Or a None porn game and call it Coculus Rift. Ah, there uh, we go. Coculus Cleft. There we go. <laughs> Coculus Lift. Ah. Yeah, that's good. An yeah. MMO called Rift. Mm. That's oh, yeah. the joke. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the HD version there, not running with the EVR uh, thing, but I didn't get to see it, but uh, my boss, Logan, said it. it. It was a lot better. Just be wary when they call it 1080. It's not really 1080. That's that's not 1080 per eye. That's 1080 total. So that means you're seeing about half the resolution. Mm. But like I said, even with the super low res version, I stopped Still, caring I after mean, a minute. There's screens right in front of your eyes. Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. The thing is, but you that also means that also mm. means if it's low res and they're right next to your eyes, you're looking at the pixels. You can see them, and mm. and, and like you can that's definitely a, see like if you're at distance, a ship. Is a pixel, and you're like, yeah, mm. that's that's a few so pixels. What will Oculus Rift bring to traditional eight bit <laughs> gaming? Will it make me nauseous? <laughs> yeah, I would totally play an eight bit game in. Uh, in the I think rift. I was also stoked with it too because I uh, owned everybody else. I didn't get shot down once, and I nice. murdered all those other posers. I, I ran think, into I something. I think the word is pwned. Pwned. I power pwned. owned them. Power owned. I like padded ownage. <laughs> you it's pony like owned them. Pony owned. No. <laughs> Number four. Some fight for glory, justice, or gold. I fight for those I hold dear. I'm Geralt of Rivia, the Witcher. All right, so Witcher 3 was one of the few games that I saw that left a really lasting impression on me. That, you know, people kept asking me, like, oh, what's the coolest thing you've seen? And that was the first thing that popped into my head. Just because I think Witcher 3, I mean, Witcher 2 was hailed for pushing graphics uh, pretty far on PC and to a lesser extent 360. But then Witcher 3 does all these cool things with just cramming so much detail into its world and into its characters. And the thing that really stuck with me was there's a bit where it begins to storm and you're standing outside this forest and you can see all the trees the, the trees are all like waving independently in the wind in different directions it's not like a you're, you're kind of grinning Tyler what's, uh, what's on your mind 
Nothing. It looks really, really good. Uh-huh. It, it does. I just, I could, I, I hate all the PC Master Race stuff, but like, <laughs> when, when that announcement happened, I was looking at Twitter and just watching everyone go, oh my god, Witcher 3 looks amazing. I had to kind of go, I, I know, we've been looking forward mm-hmm. to it for a while <laughs> now. Um, welcome. And yeah, but I think if you want to showcase graphical game to sell new systems, like that's a pretty strong one. It's beautiful, and the idea of that open world sailing around. I mean, stuff they told us mm-hmm. in the demo, which I didn't totally believe, but I want to see, is like, oh yeah, weather will affect it. If you get in a boat and try to like sail during a storm, you know, you could get smashed into the rocks. I'm like, okay, show me that I don't just get like stuck on the rock and then like yeah. clip through it. <laughs> <laughs> show me the ship getting smashed on the rocks and I'll fair believe point, you. But fair point. That does sound really cool, and when I watched the sailing where you can just, like, get on a boat and, like, okay, I'm going to go over to that island now, I was like, oh, Wind Waker, only, like, with super high-fidelity mm-hmm. graphics. I'm excited. And yeah. you're morally ambiguous. Yeah. And you're very morally <laughs> ambiguous. You're morally <laughs> ambiguous and you have white hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually becoming a, a latent fan of The Witcher. Uh, I played Witcher 2 a bunch to kind of prepare for this because I knew I had an interview it's like, all right, I better familiarize myself with the series a bit. And it kind of started off really slow, but uh, now I'm, I'm really invested in it. And uh, the last couple of weeks I've been sort of bouncing between that and State of Decay for all my gaming time. Witcher mm. 2 starts off with Bonin. That's what I remember Bonin. from Yeah, it. it does. Well, it's it's the aftermath of Bonin. It's, it's a naked chick <laughs> you just bone. That, that is a game title right there. The aftermath of Bonin. <laughs> Please just shoot Larry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really, really catchy. Wasn't there also a Playboy issue with one of the Witcher characters in it? Uh, I'm almost yeah. certain there was. Yes. I believe, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, there was there was for Dark Watch. Uh, there was for who's uh, Blood Rain yeah. was another one who showed up in Playboy. Yeah, I think. Right. yeah they're really Christ. pushing boundaries or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> or some shit. But I, I do I do like the studio. We talked about this a little bit. They're yeah. they're sort of like an underdog. They're they're out in Poland. A relatively small team. Release DRM-free games and yeah. stick by it. They're yeah. cool. Develop, like, publish themselves, which is amazing. Th- maybe the only modern PC game that I've bought that did <laughs> not even need the disc to keep running once it mm-hmm. was installed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they're, and they're a tiny team, too. Like I was, yeah. I was talking to their PR person for North America, and she uh, talked about how she works at Warner Brothers as well. And she was saying the size of the CD Projekt Red team is smaller than the size of the PR department at Warner Brothers Gaming. Yeah. So it's like there's that few yeah, people CD working. Is red. And, and they've yeah. always released DRM free on PC. Like they won't release on Steam for that reason. Steam is DRM, so they're like, no. They yeah. did. There was this one thing a while back where like they could track who had pirated copies of The Witcher Two, and they were sending them like kind of nasty letters saying, "Hey, pay up." <laughs> um, That's awesome. Because they could, yeah. And everyone was like, "Well, because you released a DRM and you were able to track them down, okay." But some people got pissed about it, and then I interviewed them a while after, and they were like, yeah, we stopped doing that because people didn't like it. I guess it just wasn't the right tactic. But they totally just, like, listened to people, and even though they had every right to do that, yeah. when people got upset about it, they went, yeah, okay. That's that's one of the things about them. They They're seem just so, so cool. They yeah. seem so liquid about, like, just reacting to what people yeah. think, where it's like... Oh, they're willing to admit we'll mistakes, yes. and they're willing to... Yes, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a huge part of it, I feel. So they're totally, like, they're they're... Like you're suggesting that companies didn't do that at E3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because of E3, because of E3, we naturally want to root for companies like CD Projekt Red, and yeah, love yeah. rooting for companies. But the, <laughs> yeah. the, the demo that shareholders, they, yay! Sorry, the demo that they showed, and I know you kind of disagree with this, Tyler. They showed off that side quest where you're you're hunting a creature called the Leshen, 
which is this like creepy awesome creature, eight foot tall thing with a deer skull for a head and yeah, giant claws, like. Yeah. yeah, and so like you're you're hunting it, and like you're you're in the woods, in in thick woods, in a storm, and there's like all this wind howling, and it's dark, and there's sort of like a Blair Witch feel where you're like listening to these groans on the breeze and trying to to go in that direction and. Uh, Finding like these creepy little lashed together wooden totems that you have yeah. to destroy. There are crows that'll gather. Oh yeah, them. that was it. The crows. I'd forgotten about the crows. Yeah, that. I I felt like for all the the talk of like this crazy huge open world, that quest was very very. I mean, it wasn't self directed at all. It was like you know do this and go bring here. up quest vision mm-hmm. to see where quest objectives yeah, are. Yeah, bring up quest vision to find totems which you've been told to destroy. Well, remember eggs. they they are. Uh, producing this partly for a console crowd so true and i honestly i haven't played much more of witcher 2 than the bonin at the beginning so um, <laughs> and you mentioned too michael that it, there is a chance that, that was like curated or like yeah. cut down for the, 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 that we're seeing the demo version right which is very like, streamlined i just kind of thought like there's a part in the beginning where he pulls up like a sort of codex like encyclopedia entry of the the lesson and explains all these things about it has his own i'm like oh he's got to like read that and use that understanding to right. know he better go destroy those totems and stuff but instead it was just like no this part of the quest is the part where you destroy the totems find three totems destroy totems hmm. totems uh, destroyed yeah totems <laughs> destroyed yeah. now you have to find his lair and then he just kind of walks a little bit cutscene you found it here he is rather than like oh you have to track his footprints or you know which is like you know maybe you know I'm hard as hell to please I'm like yeah I want it completely open where everything's like perfectly uh, dynamic with 100% and, and just player obtuse agency. and I have to discover it on my own yeah. which in gaming man. that might actually be a reaction to some of the criticisms that were leveled against Witcher 2 which were that like it could be very hard to understand mm. what it was you were supposed to do and could where be. it was you got like I I'm playing it on 360 and I still don't understand what half of the systems do like the Right. Alchemy and the crafting, like I've I've barely gotten into that stuff. Yeah, it's like, I discoverability don't know I can be good. Yeah, but also yeah. it can make games very difficult. Yeah, so you know, but I mean, that was one demo narrated by a very tired man. Yeah, who yes. was who? I, I interviewed him after it, and he's like, "Oh, that was like my." third demo for today and I have to do five a day and then I can take a break and swap out with somebody else. Yeah, so I I have no doubt that's going to be a great game. Like, it's got all the makings of one. I trust CD Projekt Mm -hmm. Red because they've made really good games before. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, probably to me at least, the most interesting thing he told me, and I I don't know if I'm just disproportionately taken with this and this is standard and I just don't know about it. It Like, I asked him, like, how do you... Because he, he was the environmental artist. I was like, how do you create all these huge worlds and make it open like what's the challenge here and it's like well the thing is we have a program we we had much better tools this time around we have tools that basically we we create a terrain with the mountains and valleys and then we say like i want a forest here and the program looks at the terrain and says like okay well rain would fall like this and water would pool here so that's a logical place for a forest and then we can say like well i want these types of uh plants here and like all right well we we I'll put this tall tree here and this bush next to it because the shadow from the tree would prevent anything taller from growing. And then we're just going to populate the whole forest like that. And then they go in and manually carve the paths and things through the woods. And Yeah, I think that kind of procedural generation happens with, you know, with other uh, uh, games. But it's, yeah. it doesn't make it any less impressive. And it's like, still fascinating to hear about. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
but it kind of gives you a new perspective when you're looking at these screenshots with like all this ridiculous detail and little tiny lichens and hanging bits of moss. Yeah, every tree isn't hand planted. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, uh, it's like the Call of Duty system that uses. We need to figure out where we're going to place this pile of rubble. Hmm, it's like, would exactly. this reasonably fall from this brown building? The gray building. <laughs> oh well, we use a program that just puts pile of, piles of rubble everywhere, and then we carve out a narrow path that we then funnel the player through. Yes. <laughs> they, they probably generate like three times as large an environment and then just carve like a uh-huh. quick secondary complaint hmm. last okay. of us last of playing us. last of us every time i show up in a room where it's like oh interesting a bunch of uh, waist high boxes it's like that's a level hmm. design issue where i'm like i bet i know what's gonna happen now ah look enemies great yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think we, we made a similar complaint on last week's show and and people didn't seem to like that we were complaining mm. about it well, come at me, bro. <laughs> On Twitter.com, at Pseudobrid. Hey. We left everything behind. Hell, getting here was just the beginning. You said it would be tough to start over, but I didn't listen. You said more would follow. I thought they'd leave us alone. I was wrong. But there's no turning back. This is our land. This is our land. And I will fight for it. Sorry I'm going a little bit long with the sound clips this week. Uh, we just don't have that many of them. It was so moving, though. It was. It, it really was. was. That, that game was, uh, what's what's this, Tit? <laughs> tit Anvil? Oh, Tit, tit, tit Anvil. Yeah, I've heard of this. Oh, Tit Anvil? Tit Anvil. It's Titanfall, <laughs> which was one of the darlings of the show, I think, just all around. And if you're an EA fanboy. <laughs> hey, if you're man. an Xbox fanboy. They're just a distributor, man. It's yeah. Respawn Entertainment, bro. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's actually uh, kind of fascinating that I think, you know, it reminded me of the conversations you and I have had about Call of Duty and its relative lack of innovation and failure to change. And now here come the originators of Call of Duty, and they're giving us Call of Duty sci-fi in space with jetpacks and mechs. Remember back at Games Radar how many times we said, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Call of Duty was like in the future? And, I mostly uh, remember Brett saying that. I said that. <laughs> uh, Steven said that, yeah. That's we, true. We talked about that a bit. Well, your guys' residual checks are in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Yep, it was, yes. it was really your idea all along. <laughs> I mean, it was. You're, saying. you're taking credit. Mm-hmm. It really was. No, but I mean, like, yeah, this is exciting kind of for that reason. There are parts of it that feel very Call of Duty, like just the way the guns look and work and the way the score pops up when you kill someone. Even the hit sound effect is very Call of Duty. And these guys were, of course, the guys from Infinity Ward um, who all left Activision after mm-hmm. lots of legal troubles. After Activision found out they were talking <laughs> to EA, basically. Uh, after Activision yeah, found out they were working on this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but you know, some of the, the lead guys were on the first uh, Call of Duty, um, the uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, mm-hmm. of course, which is the best of the recent Call of Duties, in my opinion. Um and also Medal of Honor Allied Assault, one of my favorite games of all time, which is what they made before Call of Duty even existed. So they've made a lot of good shooters, mm-hmm. and this one looks really good. It's like it's got 
Elliot Assault was the PC one, right? Yeah. It had the really good Normandy Beach invasion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that Steven Spielberg worked on. And apparently Steven Spielberg was at E3 and saw Titanfall. Interestingly, he, Logan said they told him Steven Spielberg was watching him play. I gotta say, oh, the wow. best Normandy Beach invasion is still Conker's Bed for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, true, fine. But, um, yeah, it's kind of got, like, if you've seen Hawken, that free-to-play PC game with mechs, nope. it kind of has a bit of that. Yes, you have, Mike. Um, and it's got a bit of tribes, because you have jetpacks, you can, right. you can wall, wall jump, so and it's got a bit of Call of Duty, and yeah, so it looks... Pretty darn neat. Yeah. I mean, we were saying, too, the demo was really curated, the one that they showed at E3. Mm-hmm. And it's like the gameplay did seem very, like... It made it seem a lot more paced than Call of Duty, where yeah. it was like you were getting murdered every 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, because it's a guy doing a perfect run yes, where he's, right. like, <laughs> just getting a ridiculous kill streak and, yeah. and, like, yeah, like, running, jumping off a bunch of walls, kill three guys, like, call down a mech, jump into the mech, kill another mech, like, eject from, eject the, from mech. the mech, <laughs> land on another mech, like, blow that mech up, blow that mech up, <laughs> jump back into his mech, yeah. It's... Well, I, I was watching the, like, somebody did a video with commentary, because uh, I didn't actually get to see it close up at E3, I just had to watch videos mm-hmm. after the fact, because I didn't have time to see it, but uh, he was saying that one of their key goals is to make it so that if you're a soldier on the ground, you have some sort of parody with the titans like you're not going to get completely slaughtered right. if somebody else has a titan I heard that, you, that, yeah. yeah that there are ways to get an edge on titans and they do show in that curated demo uh a single soldier just blowing the shit completely out of a titan on more than one occasion mm-hmm. it's and they like also had a full auto rocket launcher yeah, yeah. That, that that too that helps and they also showed a titan walking over a person and yes just, yeah <laughs> Squish. And they they had they had somebody like, oh they had the Titan pulling the pilot out of another Titan and just yeah, yeah. throwing him instead of taking the opportunity to crush him in his hand and that's, make that's a bunch of game journalists whine about how they get queasy watching it. <laughs> that's yeah. a source engine. You don't want to have destructible characters. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you have to use them for Gary's mod. Ab- absolutely <laughs> bizarrely, the source engine not looking anything like the source that engine. That is amazing because yeah. it looks really good. And, and everyone, there was a rumor like, oh, it's Source 2. Source 2, they're finally going to announce the new Source engine. It's like, nope, they just modified the original. The one Half-Life 2 was on. Wow. <laughs> Which is crazy. But um, Well, why mess with perfection, really? Yeah, I got to wait for I, Half-Life honestly. 3 and then take that engine and start working. Right, yeah. yeah. That. Which was also um, announced at E3. <laughs> all right. I mean, the best thing. In the secret press only room where they announced Half-Life 3. <laughs> Come on, guys. That didn't happen. <laughs> guys repel and break through the window. It's Gabe, Gabe himself. Yeah. Yeah, breaking through Gabe the with night vision goggles on and a slim fit body. I like splinter cell. <laughs> we just hear... He's like slowly being raised up in a cherry picker <laughs> that has a forklift on it that's raising him into the window. Yeah. I the, mean... I don't know. The best thing I heard about Titanfall was Logan's story of playing it like... And he couldn't see the other people playing it. They were, like, on the other side of a wall. But at the end of the match, they all had to get back to a choppa. They had to get mm-hmm. to the choppa. But um, he's, he's the last one. Um, and he's, like, running in his mech back toward it. And he's like, shit. And, like, time's running out. And he, like, ejects from the mech up to this building and, like, bolts up to the roof. And then, like, jumps up to the chopper but misses it. And then, like with like three seconds left like there's a running jump and like jetpacks and then like his character grabs onto the edge and the animation pulls him up and everyone's like yeah but like the fact that a game could create that kind of 
experience dynamically it sounds pretty exciting oh, yeah man. and it's like anything else so it's like i wonder how fresh those canned animations are going to be at the 30th to 40th true. time after you well they're canned so they're sort of the opposite <laughs> of fresh right there in the name <laughs> well they could be using some dynamic animation system maybe nope. like that one they keep showing with sports games i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like that costs money. The like, sports engine. What is it? Like Matt's Mad- Mad- Sports Engine would be an awesome name. <laughs> Madden NFL 25 or something they're calling it? The, no, the it's EA an- Ignite engine. Yeah. I yeah. Think yeah. Actually, the, the, the sports engine is powered by the legendary yeah. Huey Lewis album. <laughs> <laughs> it is hip to be square. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two. And Mega Man's back. <laughs> or Super Smash Brothers. Capcom doesn't care about Mega Man. Capcom doesn't care Fuck about Mega Man. Fuck you, Capcom. You sell gems and don't make Mega Man Legends 3. I'm so angry for many, many, many years. Fuck you. <laughs> wow, what a perfect impression of all Capcom fans forever. Yes. Uh-huh. Mega Man, new third-party character being introduced for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and for 3DS. And let me say, this is the fucking cutest Mega Man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Maybe rivals even the Mega Man powered up on PSP. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did I did like that little detail in the reveal trailer. that his His eyes are apparently screens. Like, they just sort of flare to life. Like little computer screens. It's kind of creepy. Yeah, I just saw stills of it. That's cool. I only knew of that because I read in some Mega Man fan blog where they were like, "Well, he's lost his humanity now that he's got robot TV eyes. He's not a human anymore. He was never a human. He was always a robot." He's fucking Astro Boy with an arm cannon, man. Shut up, nerds. I may be misquoting this this Mega Man fan blog. They so still cute. had. They were still angry. That's quoting Mega Man fans. They'll always be angry, whatever. Yeah. He's an adorable little robot. That's what Mega Man has always been. Even when he held his saw blade in his hand. Yeah. Well, still when you don't have a job or a girlfriend or anything meaningful in your life to cling to, <laughs> you're just gonna cling to your hatred of Capcom. Mike, where is <laughs> his mega humanity? But now, the more I think about the, the mega humanity, it's like you know, for years Mega Man just had that sort of staring blank face. He had the two little eyes and the mouth that was a flat line. And it's only with uh, Mega Man 6, I think. Mega, Mega Man 7. 7 for Super Nintendo. The one that people always ripped the sprites from to make their shitty comics. Uh, <laughs> that, like, everybody started projecting, like, Sonic the Hedgehog feelings onto Mega Man. Yes, project your yeah. weird feelings onto video games. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an internet phenomenon, what can I say? And, well, I'm, I'm really shitting on the Mega Man fans here, but we were excited to see yes. Mega Man come in. and That's an awesome addition. Yeah, and it was also interesting to see on the side the uh, Nintendo representatives or the, the the guy who creates Smash Bros. Sakurai. Sakurai, yeah, trying to explain that, uh, like, no, this this is a very special case where we invite a non-Nintendo character into the mix. Please stop inundating me with all your suggestions about other characters that would be good for Smash Brothers. Like, it's more complicated than just somebody saying, hey, you know who would be good for this? You should put them in. Yeah, like Master will... Chief, you should get him in there. That's the problem with this <laughs> franchise. The acrobat. Is... <laughs> that will never stop. Nothing no. you can ever say or do will ever stop yeah. the legion of people that are just going to scream who they want at you relentlessly mm-hmm. and then scream at you when they're not in there. Who's the Bayonetta guy who just started telling fans to shut the fuck up? 
I don't know. Oh, Hideki Kiyama? Yeah. yeah, I, I want to yeah. kiss, kiss, kiss him on the lips. But yeah, he he like he he got so sick of fans saying, "Hey, put Beautiful Joe into Smash Brothers." Hey, put Amaterasu into Smash Brothers. Hey, put Bayonetta into Smash Brothers. And he's just like finally tweeted like, "All you Smash Brothers fans, shut the fuck up." And like people were like, "You shouldn't talk that way to your fans." And he's like, "Thanks, great teacher." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy's that guy's fun. But Mega Man was not the only addition. Let's get fired up. One, two, three. That's it. Feel the burn. Let's turn up those legs. Now let's try it together. Ready? Alright, that's enough. I really hope they make the Wii Fit Yoga Trainer the most powerful character in that game. Just completely throw off the balance so everyone has to play as this character that nobody really knows or likes. I do I do love the the, uh, the trailers that they do whenever they introduce yeah. a new character. Yes. Yeah, like uh, it was Mario, Link, and who else? Like all trying Kirby? to do... Kirby, that yeah. was it. They're all trying to do yoga in front of <laughs> Wii Fit and then the trainer comes and starts kicking their asses. Yeah. And I mean, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Nobody really likes the Wii Fit Yoga Trainer because she all she does is criticize how you're doing your exercises. Yes, and, yeah. And it's like Nintendo's become the ultimate at trolling. Yeah. It's like they understand things like that now. It's like you have those Nintendo Directs where it's just like, you know, Iwata sitting there with bananas like, oh, hello. <laughs> and it's just like they've embraced this kind of like weird surreal trolley thing, which is yeah. so awesome because it makes them look so much more on point than Nintendo and Sony, or as Microsoft and Sony. That's I also true. have a weird crush on the Wii Fit. Uh, female trainer. So. You do. You I mentioned do. that. That's she's why like, you were excited about it. She's a silhouette this. with like. Yeah, she has no features, which I like. <laughs> she's she's just Game a, and Watch. She's There's just... going to be two silhouette characters <laughs> well, in this she's game. She's like now. the Polygon lady. <laughs> yeah, she has the, 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 the figure of a female without any other Personality parts. traits yeah. or. Uh, but what, watching <laughs> her <laughs> distinguishing features. Yeah. Watching her it's reveal trailer, I guess her attacks are to make the other characters do yoga poses. That's fantastic. Oh, and then does she criticize them? I sure hope so. Yeah, yeah. Just and demolish just like, their self-esteem. Yeah. It, absolutely. Especially also Kirby. Kind of he, like Kirby her. doesn't have the joints for yoga. Or anything. That's just really. cruel. Any kind of physiology, yeah. really. Yeah, true. <laughs> but he's, if, he's just a ball with feet. If Kirby absorbs the female yoga trainer then he's a yoga trainer what will his hat be because oh he always God. gets a unique hat when he swallows somebody what will the uh, Wii trainer hat what does be? a yoga hat look like <laughs> maybe it's just like a Wii board a Wii maybe, fit maybe board he on just, top of his head maybe he just wears her hairstyle like he, he scalps her somewhere off screen it's super <laughs> oh, gross man. this is That's making terrible. me feel weird right now <laughs> but yeah I'm buying a Wii U just for this actually I'm probably going to buy a Wii U this week and so a, that I'm ready when that comes there's out. a third uh, new fighter that they've announced so far which is the uh villager from animal crossing that's right oh yes. right. which oh it's just the main character villager that's well a, yeah it's a like a generic boy. or not I mean, kk slider they should have yeah that him or well, tom nook would what have about kkk slider who K. looks K. exactly K. the same but has a conical head <laughs> <laughs> well they always have the alternate he characters sings racist <laughs> in the smash bros ones where it's like you had fox and then you would have falco mm-hmm. and then you had captain falcon who was just like ganondorf so i'm sure that the animal crossing guy may have like a tom nook or a tom nook or kk slider uh, right Hmm. Where it's like they have a slightly different moveset, but it's essentially the same thing. They're all just hitting enemies on the head with a, a bug net. Yes, with yeah. A bug net, yeah. Throwing a uh, footstool at them. Weeding. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, no tripping in this game, which is like my favorite thing. No tripping? Tripping. There was a thing in Brawl. Bitch, <laughs> you tripping. Bitch, you tripping. 
But I played Brawl a lot with my friends at the time when this came out, and we just do like you know one-on-one Final Destination no items, the way it was meant to be played. <laughs> but uh, there's a thing in the game called tripping where your character will just inexplicably eat shit occasionally. Okay. And so you would just be running around, your character would go whoops and fall on his bottom, and then sit there and you'd <laughs> have to get up. And it was the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing. It was just a total random chance that they threw in the game because they wanted to make it more accessible, air quotes. And it was like, fuck you How guys. does random failure yeah. make a game more accessible? They, they removed it for a reason. A little kid who's playing this game for the first time is going to love that his character falls down. Yes. Yeah, hold up, hold up. They should and have grandma actually... smashes him out and wins. <laughs> they should have expanded on it and have characters just like like trip and eat the side of like a platform and just have it like rip part of their head off. And then they have to play the rest of the game with like only part of their skull. Yeah, they basically well, curb stomp themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Self curb stomping. It's like O.J. Simpson's character in The Naked Gun when he like, tries to kick down the door and gets stuck in it and falls through. <laughs> I don't even like tripping in the new Animal Crossing game on 3DS. That's in there. Yeah. So like, if you run across your town, you'll mm-hmm. trip every like I don't know, like 15 seconds. And Why? I'm like, this is the most laid back game possible uh-huh. and i just want to go and sell my fucking fossils <laughs> and you're making me fall on my face every 15 seconds why like it's just, trying to teach me something because slow down and enjoy it Dave. that's right man just walk. Uh, time is money i gotta i gotta turn dude, these dude, gotta, dude, just just hit this and <laughs> slow down man no just stop and enjoy the <laughs> oh, same yeah. landscape you've seen a million times already. you're only tripping because you're not tripping this is <laughs> why we don't have fast travel <laughs> Slow travel yeah. is where it's at. But I do, we don't need to sell anybody Smash Brothers. It's like you're buying it. Yeah. If, if you don't have a Wii U, you'll buy a 3DS and buy a play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We believe in the model that people embrace today with PlayStation 3 and continue to demand. When a gamer buys a PS4 disc, they have the rights to use that copy of the game. They can trade in the game at retail, sell it to another person, lend it to a friend, or keep it forever. Now, I want to make something clear about this. We're not, I'm not saying, oh, wasn't it a great moment when PlayStation 4 you know, completely undercut the Xbox One and uh, apparently single-handedly won the console war. Um, it's not really about that, although there was a little bit of that elation for the first few minutes. It's really more that it seems like something we haven't had for the last generation, a genuine corporate-level console war, has ignited again. And it's serious competition. There might actually end up being some sort of differences between the two consoles that uh, it's established selling points, which we haven't really had this generation. Uh, so it's it's kind of exciting, and also it was really kind of nice to see Sony uh, actually start taking swings instead of sitting back and pretending it's on top, which is its usual uh, tactic. It's good old fashioned cage matches. Yeah. Just fun to watch mm-hmm. because it was like you wanted to throw money down and be like, yeah. yeah. I'm always excited to see a room full of alleged journalists cheering at a press release. Yeah. Information. Nice. yeah. Well, okay. how many were plants? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Sony conference. Most Not of enough. them are probably plants. Also, my favorite image that someone sent me was there's an image, a uh, screenshot from The Simpsons, where it's a bunch of guys on like a boat watching two monkeys fight, and they superimposed on the people. They all have the PC logo on their faces, <laughs> and the two monkeys are Xbox and Sony. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much what yeah. it felt like, because we were just sort of like watching the Twitter reactions, and it was like, oh my god, like, this is sports. Yeah. This is sport now. Like, oh! 
Sony just totally punched Microsoft in the butthole. <laughs> I can't, like, at E3, it came up again that, like, oh, why are journalists cheering at this event? No, you dumb shits. There are, take out how many magazines, websites, blogs that you there know There are of. five journalists. There are, no, there are probably, I'll be generous and say there's a hundred media there. For reputable like magazines and sites that you know, mm-hmm. everything else is like PlayStation PR. Butthole Liquors WordPress.com. <laughs> exactly, that's that's it. That, it's PR and like formerly like PlayStation Rimjobs. Exactly. Yeah. Fanboys <laughs> posing as journalists. Yes, wearing title belts. Yes. Yeah, wearing oh, belts. Oh, oh man, no, 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 I didn't go there. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I mean uh, what I said to Michael is like, this is what White House press conferences would look like if they let anyone who had a two-week-old blog about <laughs> politics in, and it would just be like a guy with like a trucker hat going, yeah, ah, yeah. A part-time GameStop employee from Skokie, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but the thing is, well, there's that, and then there's also, yes, they actually do get people to fill those seats. Oh, each year. Yeah, sure. You know they do. Uh, but, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Now, somebody else go. <laughs> oh, no, I remember. The, the, the thing that struck me about this, I've forgotten again. Um, seriously, somebody else got it. <laughs> well, I really like the shape of the PS4. It looks yeah. Rhombus. Shapely. Shapely. It's appealing. Yeah. yeah. It looks uh, better than the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One does look like a VCR, but, you know. Yeah, but then they made the Xbox 360 look like the Xbox One. See that? They redesigned what? it. They did? Yeah. No. So now you can make yeah. your Xbox One and Xbox 360 on top of each other. They look very yeah. streamlined. That's together. part of mm-hmm. Microsoft's pretty atrocious messaging. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you want those games? Just get a 360. Get the old hardware. We're not going to support anymore, asshole. Well, I think every uh, console maker kind of has to hedge their bets and be like, eh, keep buying our old console because they've sold absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, that's why they wait so long to right. announce them because they know as soon as the announcement comes out, sales are going to plummet, right? Or well, you, would, you would assume they would. I don't know if they do. The the cheers, though, you ha- you have to think, like, just st- take a step back for a second. It's like, Sony got massive cheers just for saying, yeah, we'll keep doing what we've done for the last seven years. It was a non-feature. Mm-hmm. It was a, a got, total non-feature. It's like, to, we, we, they basically came out and saying, we are literally doing nothing. And everybody yes. was like, yeah! Because Xbox dug themselves such a fucking yeah. titanic hole. Their PR and marketing department should all be fired. Because they shit the bed so I mean, hard the two weeks running up to E3 that it's it's incalculable. And, like, and the thing is, like, I keep hearing things about the PS4 that, like, oh, maybe it'll let publishers decide right. how to handle it. So yeah, that sounds like exactly the same strategy as Microsoft. They just messaged it in at such the right a way. Time, but it keeps, it correctly. It seems that nobody to keep going <laughs> back and forth, though, that, like, I, I, I hear that, and then it's like, well, no, they're actually saying that about... Uh, like selling online passes and uh, you know how th- how they're going to approach digital games. Apparently, there will be no mm. DRM on discs. But again, that goes back and forth. So, Which is kind of where the industry is going. Yeah, right. but yeah. but it is. I, I mean, it also speaks to I think how uh, pessimistic people were. Like after Microsoft's announcement, like yeah. everybody thought, like oh well, now Sony's going to do this, the same thing, and our choices will be either well we put up with this DRM bullshit or we just go play on PC. Mm-hmm. 
Or we just do that. That horrible sacrifice. That horrible, oh, horrible that's thing. The oh, last resort. If, oh, to play on but a that's not oh. a shiny new toy, Tyler. That's something that's been around could be for 30 years in one form or another. $2,000. That's why you buy the shiny. sick bright orange dragon chassis. And then yeah, it you like do. <laughs> Get yourself some water cooling in there. Yeah. But oh no, yeah. it's the same on the inside. <laughs> Well, the thing on the inside of these two systems is also titanically old. I know, but it's a new box I can buy. <laughs> yeah. It says Xbox One, and that's not a brand I've spent money on before. Yeah. And although I'm hearing... <laughs> well, well, actually, no, it is. New boxes for my games. I Little boxes made of ticky-tacky. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, those articles are going to come out. What is the Xbox One box? Wow. Uh, <gasps> sorry, is it two ninety nine or three ninety nine for PS4? Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine, And it's four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. For the and Xbox the, One. So that's when they announced... Sony... I mean, Sony got the benefit of announcing after and... Right. But they also have the benefit of it doesn't include the Move thing. I mean, or the camera, which is why that Xbox package is more yo, expensive. Because it comes yo, with the Kinect thing. So when everyone's, like, cheering, I'm like, yeah, you're cheering their money-making strategy. But I mean, well, but the, the, the Sony edition. camera is, like, 50 bucks. It's priced on Amazon. Well, 50 or 60 Okay, so uh, now you're yeah. saving $50 over the Xbox One. That's still not anything to sneeze at. But you get the lower price point. Nobody wants that camera to begin That's with. That's true. That's the issue. And yeah, it's like, I'm not going to buy the fucking camera. Right, unless you're convinced Ever. way later down the road yeah. that it's like an essential thing. You won't yeah. buy it. So, yeah. But yeah, at the same point, it's just like it's... Like, Xbox One clearly needs to have the same option. Where it's like, here's the hardware for $399 minus the Kinect. But the Kinect. They must have Kinect connected. Connected. No. I, I think that's another They're stupid. That's another part of their, their sort of boneheaded strategy. Is like, do do you really think that the reason the market didn't embrace Connect was because not enough games were forced to use it? Because or or because you didn't force consumers to have it on all like the time. It's, it's it's a total supply side way of thinking. Yes. Like the reason Connect yes. wasn't more of a success is because developers didn't want to split the market not because nobody wanted the fucking thing not because it was a novelty that wore off after 10 minutes of use like and it's like literally impossible to use in a third of the world where your homes are not big enough to read it yeah. and it's like yeah i'm sorry dave i feel like we're getting up on you right no, now i mean look i i mean i write for oxm but they're not like the mouthpiece so yeah i, I yeah that the whole hundred dollar difference that's pretty substantial and I think Microsoft made a huge mistake in, like, they did not explain a thing, really, about Connect at the press conference. All the games they showed were pretty much Connect free They even had, uh, was it Rise and Crimson Dragon? Those were games that used to be on Connect hmm. that, like, just... Yeah, yeah I remember when, Connect when Rise was announced, it was for Connect. Yeah. So it's pretty hard to believe them when they say, this is so essential, we're going to force you to buy it and keep it connected all the time, yeah. but we're not really going to show you games that well, use like, it. Yeah, I think that was almost Microsoft like going, like doing a complete 180 from their Xbox reveal. Like a 360. Oh, uh, yeah. So they're back with it. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that. so they just got shit heaped upon them for that stupid reveal where all they did was show TV for 30 minutes and then they showed the three most popular games that only, like... And then for the two weeks like. after that, they had dudes saying nothing and backpedaling and giving confused yeah. messages for mm-hmm. two weeks straight. So it just dug the hole even deeper where yeah. it was like, consumers like it when you tell them, this is how this fucking works. And if you just say that and it sucks, they'll be like, fine. If you yeah. fucking beat around the bush for two weeks and don't say anything in particular, it makes you look even worse than just saying, this sucks, but this is how it works. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, just what I haven't heard yet is, this is why you should fucking buy this thing. 
Yeah, I mean, there was like this, I, you know, it's, I can't say it's very reputable, but there was like this paste bin thing from an alleged Microsoft engineer where they're like, yeah, Microsoft is a bunch of engineers who like, they think up cool things for tech to do and they can't explain it right. And I think there might be a part that there could be a like kernel of truth to that, that maybe like the Microsoft wants to make something that's more like Steam, where, yeah, you don't really own these games, you have the license, but then at a point you can sell the licenses for fucking, like, next to nothing. Mm. Where that's, like, you know, Steam sales happen all the time, and people get, like, fucking Just Cause 2 a year and a half later for $4. Right. And, you know, if, if that's what the Xbox One leads to in two years, that would be awesome. But you can't really explain that at launch. Yeah. And it's a weird situation, but... It's a funny problem to have because that seems like the classic Sony problem where it's like it's a company run by engineers that make things for no one. Their UIs yeah. are horrific clusterfucks. Well, that, that was that kind of the problem terrible. with PS3. Yeah. And and I think, like, looking back, it's like this seems to be, like, I've heard a lot of people talking about the curse of the third system. Mm-hmm. And, like, the third system of every console maker seems to be about oh, shoving wow. something down the public's throat that the public doesn't want. Uh, look at Nintendo had the N64, which was like, no, we don't want to do CDs. We want to use cartridges that are going to be hugely expensive so we can continue our outdated uh, licensing model. Yeah. And uh, it's going to do okay, but it's not going to finish at number one. I liked my N64. Though. I did too, but I liked my PlayStation more it once I started the PlayStation. No. Right. Except for it had Goldeneye, so it was basically better than the PlayStation. The one thing as a child that always raised me about N64 was that I had Quest 64, and you could not have a save file on the cartridge. You had to use the... Uh, oh, those were the worst! Eat a million dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also, I love my Sega Saturn, uh, Sega's third system, mm-hmm. but what the fuck was that thing? Really? I mean, right? it's like... I'm still not sure. Yeah, we, we think 3D is a fad. We're just going to throw a bunch of processors in here. Uh, it's it's going to be a great 2D system. As the industry turns its back on 2D... Uh, yeah, right. And then the PS3 is like... Oh, we're going to be the high-end system with a yeah. custom processor architecture that everybody hates to develop for uh-huh. and is super buggy and terrible. Yeah. And, and five hundred ninety-nine US yeah. dollars. Five. And, <laughs> and yeah, that, that's the other thing that like everybody keeps saying like, oh, PS4 wins because it's a hundred dollars cheaper. It's like PS3 rolled out the gate already at least a hundred dollars more expensive than the Xbox 360 which had been on store shelves for a year <laughs> and they were still taking a loss at 599 I believe yeah. at that point oh, yeah. yeah which means right now Sony is eating it with those like seriously like they must really be banking on on like commission software sales and and licensing fees and at least one of us bought the system at 599 oh yeah yeah I I did it Not and I it. I told the story on Talk Radar of how I bought it and like Immediately felt buyer's remorse and put had it sitting in the passenger seat next to me in my car and literally just sat there cursing at it the entire way home. Like, I can't believe I bought this fucking thing. What am I going to do with this? I don't even have any games for it. Did Hello Darkness play on the radio while you guys were <laughs> You buckled it in because it was like a first $600. I did. You just it was threw expensive. that Talladega Nights Blu-ray out the window. Yeah. Fuck you! <laughs> Ricky Bobby HD. I don't even like you. Uh, yeah, it's like, well, there's so many of them sitting on the shelf. They seem so alone and oh. forgotten. And I need to buy one because it's a part of my job. I mean, like people are even saying that the PS4 is more powerful than the Xbox One. I don't know if I believe that. They look pretty freaking identical to me. Like they both use AMD. Or, like AMD yeah. made the chips like for X86, both of these. Right? 
And 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 yeah, they both use the same architecture. I think same amount of memory. So I don't believe that, but um, yeah, it, it's expensive stuff in them. So. Right. Yeah, that's what bugs me out about it, though, is that it's just like, given that the people that are developing for these already have such a head start, which is general like PC like developing. It's mm. like, are we going to see that huge leap that we see from like the general console from like day one to the end? Like. I feel like I played Last of Us, and that's like probably I think the best looking PS3 game of all time. It looks amazing, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't think we'll see that because people are already going to start with such a head start on these consoles. It's going to be yeah. like it'll develop at the same rate as the PC stuff does, where it's like yeah, this will be fine. It'll, it'll look old in a year or two. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I will say you know I played a couple PS4 games. I played Killzone Shadowfall, and was like. Yeah, you know, I don't really notice a whole lot of difference visually between this generation and the Particle one I'm effects, playing yeah. at home. I don't know. You might not. You I play. Not I played Knack, yeah. and Knack is like, what? What is this? That this looks really bad. It does. I mean, it looks you know, really I, bad. I, I admire what they're trying to do with it, which is like we want to kind of go back to the days of really simple mascot games. Uh, Semi-Pixar kind of Yeah, yeah. They, they kept saying Pixar over and over again. <laughs> um, but it's like this really sort of... It's like God of War for for Babby. <laughs> it's like you're, you're walking along and you're punching things and you punch red boxes and particles come out and you get bigger. And it's like, this doesn't really... like. I, I think if you're going to launch a system, you want a game that's going to be a graphical showcase that really drives home... Not only this is super fun, but this is why you need this system. I mean, that's what Mario 64 did. This is not Mario 64. No. This feels uh, antiquated by the standards of modern games. The level design looked like a budget child's game of, like, a, you know, Kind of, yeah. Like, all the, like, you just walk down featureless alleys with nothing. You would hit three guys, they would die, and you would walk to the next area. Like, yeah. I, was, I was a little boggled with how bad that looked. Like, mm. I don't want to fucking put them on blast or anything, but, man, I was playing that, and I was like... Yeah. Like, this control's bad, the enemies are weird. Like, there was a guy that would shoot a gun, and he would shoot this gun, and we would shoot it at you. He would cover two thirds of the screen with a gun, and then everything he shot would sit on the ground and hurt you if you touch that. And as a child's game, that's stupid. It's like, why is this guy doing this? And he's just a general, yeah. like, grunt. And But at the same time, you know, they hand me the controller, and like, we built this with the intention that anyone playing on easy from 5 to 75 will be able to pick it up, understand it, and finish it. It's like, well, that's a great ambition. It's not a game I want to buy. <laughs> yeah, thanks right. for ha- handing this to me, a person who's been playing games my whole yeah. life. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I think this E3 really showed me, like, there are things that you can learn to appreciate even if they're not for you. Like, I saw Disney's Infinity, which is something I will never play, but I saw that and I was like, this makes sense. I could understand kids loving this mm-hmm. and people liking this, and you did this well, and it's a rip off of yeah. Skyfall or Skylanders, sure. I just like the idea of <laughs> being able movie. to, to play movie. a game with the Incredibles and Wreck It Ralph yes. at the same time. Yeah. Like there are characters like whoever you are, there is going to be at least one character you are attached to in this yeah. game. Right. Those those posters were fucking boss. Like the ones yeah. in the hallway. I'm like, yeah. that looks awesome, that looks awesome. <laughs> Never play this game, yes. but I love that you have. Yeah, it's yeah. like doing here's, it right. Here's Johnny Depp as Tonto flying on Dumbo. <laughs> yes. yes, like that's kind of cool. Perfect. But yeah, Knack felt like it just did not. It, I mean, it felt like a bad generic like movie port of a game made yeah, by and, somebody cheap. And it and was like I want to keep an open mind. I want to reserve judgment until I've played the whole thing. If I actually end up doing that. But you do it, take a lot of freelance. I do, and I do <laughs> play a lot of things just for the sake of having that first-hand experience. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just like I just this does not look very good. No, this does not look like a game you want to push your next-gen fucking system with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's enough talk about Knack, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, who 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 actually like? I didn't get a chance to play uh, Xbone at all during the show. I played a little Battlefield Four on a PC using an Xbone controller. You, you, all right, you, you did. You, uh, yeah. What'd you think? Uh, well, the controller felt good, but I like the feel of the PlayStation controller better. They changed those horrible L two R two buttons, those spongy pieces of shit, mm-hmm. with nice responsive triggers that felt good. I like that. Uh, the Xbone controller didn't feel radically different to me. I played Forza Five. Nice. Forza 5 and uh, Killer Instinct mostly. I played Killer Instinct quite a few times. Did you actually. use the... Uh, the uh, they had the stick set up yeah. for the Killer Instinct, so I guess that invalidates that. But man, I embarrassed myself on Forza 5. I waited in line 20 minutes to play that, and I got up there and put it on simulation difficulty. I immediately wrecked the car, so it fucked up the suspension. <laughs> so the entire car just pulled hard right the entire time and wouldn't shift. So I'm on there on the big screen playing it. My car's like, da 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 making it look like <laughs> I'm not shifting. But it's the transmission's broken, so it doesn't shift, mm-hmm. and it's pulling right the whole time. So I'm just eating shit into walls repeatedly, and I was just like, "Quit race, walk away in shame." <laughs> <laughs> it was real bad. I was like getting up there, like, "Here I come, sim racing guy, ready to show these fools up." And it was like, "No." Yeah, and I, I wanted to, to find, in the interest of even-handedness, some sort of quote or soundbite from a Microsoft representative just trashing the fuck out of Sony. I wasn't able to find one. They kept it frustratingly positive. I think the closest thing I found was Major Nelson saying something like, oh, well, no, we're, we're not going to change anything. We're really confident in the system that we built and the game's like, have you seen Titanfall? I mean, end of discussion right there. Like, no, not end of discussion. Kind of beginning of discussion. I'll, I'll <laughs> keep talking. Yeah. Also, that's on PC. Yeah. Oh, is it? Hey. Well, I mean, Microsoft, <laughs> they, they canceled a lot of their, uh, like, appoint, like interviews throughout the show. Like, yeah. like, like a literally a week that. beforehand. And, yeah, yeah, it's like, I, well, I, think, I can understand we don't want to answer the same three questions over and, and over again. And I feel like they, yeah. they, they, I feel like somebody probably got wind of, like, oh, well, Sony's going to do that. All right, well, then we should not talk. And we should probably yeah, and also, regroup and try to figure out. Should go out into crisis we, mode. We and haven't been down. doing a great job at interviews. You'll book three interviews with different Microsoft people, and they'll all say different things. So that's a problem. Please look forward to yeah, our well, what was what was the apparent <laughs> Don Matrick quote <laughs> with him saying, "Oh, we make a, a system for uh, people who are who don't have regular yeah. internet connectivity. It's called the Xbox 360." Like, yep. Fuck you, man. That's a terrible way to message it. <laughs> yep. Hey, here's our brand new project, uh, product. Uh, fuck you. Buy the you old can, one. You can buy fuck our it. old one yeah, if you, you fucking caveman. are a caveman who lives in caveman land. Yeah, it's like, well, this is the future. Well, the thing is that we don't live in the future. We live in the present. So if you want to sell consoles in the present, you have to make them for the present and future-proof them at the same time. Well, again, to be fair, while I understand people's apprehension at the same time, I live in a full fucking internet city where I get yeah. internet yeah. 24 yeah, 7. Well, so, that, personally, it's not an issue. But is, I, this, I understand. This the is the company that, like, they decided to not put a, a, a standard phone jack into the Xbox because they were like, well, no, this is a broadband only console. That's true. That's, and, and they took shit about it then. Yeah, and they took shit about, like, making, well, they had composite, you know, for the Xbox but, 360, but they made their games yeah. HD. But I know, guess the difference that. is uh, that. You know, it would still work if you didn't have these things. Like, you could still play games without Ethernet. You could still play games on yeah. composite. And I mean, which was rough, the, but the, you could. Yeah, the well, only that, like, that in this privileged was city that we live in. When have we ever waited well, twenty four hours about yeah, it? Here, yeah, here's the thing. Like, I will freely admit, none of this affects yeah. me personally. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I don't give a shit about used games. I buy all my, my games new, partly because I want to actually support the people who make them. 
and my internet has it's gone out it goes out pretty regularly but it's never gone out for a full 24 hours at the same time i recognize that my concerns are not the only ones that need to be dealt with and i'm and not the only consumer for this microsoft system. is trying to appeal to the everyman like yay watch sports and you know play these games and watch your cable tv when was the last time I watched cable TV? Never. They're well, not marketing it to me. They're marketing yes. it to people in the suburbs in the Midwest. The and those people, is, internet goes out. Is sometimes. that the, the people who buy consoles now? The the it's actually get, it's getting smaller. Like the people who buy these are the yeah the the dudes who watch football and like that group. It's Which like the great. people who I watch football. are the bros. Yeah, the pe- douche bros. People who are only I'm a douche bro. Outstanding yeah. citizens. Of I just United insulted States all. I just insulted all football fans. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean it that way. Well, we got Sonic fans and football fans. <laughs> yeah, suck it. Yeah, uh, I mean, silence. No, I mean what you're saying it's, is truth. I think yeah. my whole takeaway of this was that as as big a PR win as Sony had at this, I was like. Let me look at the exclusives for each console. Don't care about much, to be honest. Hmm. And in the me- and this has lead me to the roundabout decision that I'm going to buy a Wii U and have my PC in the meantime and wait for these two systems to Dude, fucking your PC will be out. cool. Like my there PC are a few will be things. Cool, like, my Wii U will have Nintendo exclusives, which I won't get anywhere else. Like All kinda, these other games on these two consoles, the vast majority of them are being ported to PC. And if you're not gonna, if you don't get them on PC, you'll get something similar or already have it. Like I really, I do want to play the Division. It looks cool. Ubisoft's new Tom Clancy game. Mm. I bet they consulted Tom on this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, I love MMOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me, money, Tom right. Clancy. It's like a near future. Um, it's hard not to say Daisy because it is like co-op shooting with PvP, mm-hmm. which is sort of that that formula. But it's like bullet spongy. It's not super realistic. That looks like fun to me, and they didn't announce it yeah. for PC. It'll probably come to PC. <laughs> it's set during Christmas. That's something like. we can talk more about after the break. I feel like we've allowed the E3 discussion to take over the top five. <laughs> as we uh, should. Yeah, yeah well, as we should. What well, was our last uh, entry? Oh, yeah. Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it's exciting to watch the console war unfold. It's exciting to see the new consoles. It's an exciting time to be alive, man. Yeah. I just uh, love Nintendo standing on the sidelines like, eh. Yeah. So Smash Brothers. Uh, we got Y'all like that. We got Princess yes. Peach in <laughs> Super Mario 3D World. Huh? Huh? Thank you for Super waking Luigi up. At, you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for waking up at 7 a.m. to hear about this. Fuck yeah. you, Nintendo. Thank you for waking up at 7 a.m. on the day you're flying into E3. You so, fucking clowns. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk briefly about some new releases, and then we're gonna resume the E3 theme, bitchin'. Stay tuned. Hey gang, you liking the show so far? Well, then maybe you want to do something that can help us maintain our momentum. You can subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we love five-star reviews especially. You can buy stuff through the Amazon links on our site, and we'll get a little cut of any money you spend. 
You can buy a t-shirt from store.lasertimepodcast.com. You can comment on our articles, answer the question of the week, post on our forums, let us know what you like or don't like about the show. And you could even tell friends about us and create more VGA fans out there in the wild to talk about us. If you really want to be generous, you can donate using the donation button. But if you do that, please be sure to say it's for Video Game Apocalypse. Otherwise, the money will just go to fat old Chris Antista. Finally, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. Now back to the show. Chicken from China, I'm blasting. I'm grabbing a routine vaccination with chicken and sweet carp on the side. Oh, oh, you, you're still here? We didn't scare you off? Fantastic. Okay, well, welcome back Phew. to our second segment. Uh, we're going to take a short breather from the E3 talk. Don't worry, we'll get back to it soon. We are going to talk about new releases this week. Yes, there are actually new releases. Games that are coming out the week after E3 when everybody's too sated and exhausted to pay attention. Apparently, New Super Luigi U is coming out for digital download on the 20th. It's also a disc. It is a disc, but not until later. Ah, I see. Ah, see, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I really want the fucking green box, though. Yeah, everybody wants the fucking green box. But uh-huh. it sounds like they might you know, make limited quantities to encourage more people to buy into their digital ecosystem. So well, it was hard maybe to get bu- that early. It's hard to buy Fire Emblem. It's impossible to buy the Animal Crossing 3DS XL. And it's kind of hard that's to true. find the physical copy of Animal Crossing, to be honest. <laughs> They're just not into the physical products so much these days. They're pushing you to that Nintendo store that you can't transfer off of the system. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know that. I lost my 3DS XL like a month and a half ago. Uh, Took me an entire month to get my down, like just the amount that I had spent in downloads given back to me. And I had to harass Nintendo for a month to get that done. Meanwhile, I lost my, I'm a real, I'm a big dumbass, by the way. I lost, I, at the exact same time I lost my 3DS XL, I lost my Vita. Uh, and I bought a new Vita on Craigslist for like 150 bucks. And like, they're just like, yeah, just transfer the downloads again. It's, in your download history. So, yeah. I mean, Nintendo and downloads. Yeah. Bad. Not so smart. <laughs> and with the 3DS, it's inherently something that you could lose. It's a yeah. thing that you... Oh, it totally is. You only take it out with you. Like, I barely play 3DS at home. It's I take it out, play it on the train, and it's not inconceivable that I would forget it somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of inconceivable that I would lose my 3DS and my Vita in the exact same place. But I did... It happened. Mm. Did anybody actually play Super Luigi U nope. at all? Okay, never mind then. Who owns a Wii U? Raise your hands. <laughs> hey. oh. um, it does add an, uh, like another character. Yes. Some like weird... I believe that character is invulnerable, by the way. What? So you don't have to worry about any enemies. That ah. character is designed just so you can jump over holes. So it's a baby game hmm. for, <laughs> for babies. The Luigi game it's is... Bobby game. But yeah, the other babies. character is Bobby game. <laughs> <laughs> It's somehow funnier when you say it. Mm. You know, I have been working on my Metro voice. Artyom, he's Bobby game. <laughs> you can't be core gamer and play Luigi U. No. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it coming. <laughs> we, got a new, we almost got a new character here. Just tease it out a little more. I got nothing else right now. All right. Uh, Muramasa Rebirth also came out this week, mm. which is a fantastic chance to rediscover a wonderful Wii game that nobody fucking played and that died on the vine. 
Uh, it's a 2D RPG. I think Vanillaware did it. Yes. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, okay, correct. yes, mm, Vanillaware. Yeah. Beautiful art. Have you ever played Odin Sphere? It's the same people that made that. Yeah, but it's it's a little more actiony than Odin Sphere, isn't mm-hmm. it? I think I didn't play this. One. Oh, okay. I'm one of those assholes. Aforementioned asshole. So wait, well, what platform is this on? This is on Vita. Oh, perfect! Another <laughs> another platform that nobody will play things on. Yes, <laughs> outside of Japan. <laughs> uh, it seemed like a good idea when they started development. I'm sure. Oh well. Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara. What is that? Out. I have never heard of it. Isn't that the um, like the, one of the old brawlers? Like it is the, yes. the side-scrolling it's the RPG brawler by Capcom. Yes, did, really? Capcom did a couple though, didn't they? Like Tower of Doom and Chronicles of Mistara. I believe that's, that's the weird. two that are in this package. Yeah, I think I think Chronicles of Mistara is the one we actually have in the lobby at Future US. That's never turned on. <laughs> well, it's it's only turned on after everybody goes home. Uh, yeah, I I stopped by the office this weekend. And I'm like. Oh, all the arcade machines are on. Cool. Mm-hmm. Gotta go home. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a zip car that's fucking burning money, so... Hooray! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That That's the game that I always play for five minutes, and it's like, okay, I really need to go do something else now. <laughs> that's the inherent problem with brawlers, I think, in the uh, yeah. adult sphere. <laughs> well, especially, like, an RPG brawler. It's like, I kind of... I kinda, if I'm playing a brawler in an arcade, like, at this age, I almost expect to get my ass kicked quickly so I can say like yep I got my quarter's worth and go do something else you order the pizza you're waiting for the pizza to arrive uh-huh. <laughs> it's like I just want to play for as long as it takes the pizza to get here exactly yeah. also on that note too I, I don't it's not this week but Dragon's Crown is that Atlas hmm. game it's another brawler it's an RPG brawler that's true and it seems very much in the uh, sphere of that I think you, that's coming out in July or August that's correct is yes. that the one that had the super fucking yes. gaudy uh, yes uh, yep time? big tits wizard yep. with the massive tits huge yep. undulating tits weird undulating tits. controversy about tits and yeah. saying like oh you don't like tits you must be gay that's true that that was a nice way true. to tell well, like yeah, okay are you an ass man <laughs> you know what that means that means you're into chicks asses mm-hmm. that's true yeah it's a nice way of telling <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice way of telling it if it was something's first e3 where it's like did you not take out that entirely optional card with a giant big titted witch on it Yes. And this is your first E3. Mm-hmm. There was a huge advertisement. You, you probably yeah. don't know that can come out. Yes. Yeah. Huge advertisement inside the badges. And it was Shin Megami Tensei 4 on one side and then Dragon's yeah. Crown on the other they side. They do that every goddamn year. Yeah. And it's like, just scary. Uh, the other, the, I mean, you'd see the other people too that were like, they actually went to the Dragon's Crown booth at Atlas and they won the crown. And they would put the crown on and walk around with it. And it's like, Pax mm. East. Ha you have no self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks, it looks fun. I'll play yeah. it. <laughs> Jack and Daxter Collection. Coming to uh, Vita also. Yep. Uh, Hooray! That's a thing that exists. My roommates love those games. They played all of them. Yeah. I loved them too when they were out. And then I bought the HD collection and I have never felt any compunction whatsoever to play it. (laughs) Although I did did love Jack 2 when it went transitioned from like... and, And this is one thing that I think you either love or hate about this series. When it transitioned from the cutesy platformer to the gritty sci-fi GTA clone. Like, that was such a strange transition. (laughs) And I loved it because I was super into GTA at the time, much like everybody else. But every so often I hear from somebody who's like, that was the worst thing ever. That was worse than Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, I disagree. It was a pretty good barometer for things that are awful. It's pretty terrible. And then the third one was like Mad Max. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mean you mean Shadow the Hedgehog was pretty terrible. Not yes. Jack Two was pretty terrible. Man, right. Yes. The Last of Us really cements like Naughty Dog's uh, maturation from yeah. making the G-rated Crash Bandicoot games into the very disturbing. 
We... Fox became a, a pornography network so quickly you didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> we had a long discussion today about how Naughty Dog has become a like leading industry company that makes amazing things, mm-hmm. and their name is still Naughty Dog, and they still have that horrible logo with the awful font and their horrible <laughs> name, and that'll yep. never change because there's too much gravitas behind their horrible name <laughs> yeah. and logo. Well, what was what was the game for for Genesis where that you could actually like nudify the woman in their logo? Oh yeah, mm. like, that was kind of kind of famous. Where it's like ah, tits in a 16-bit game, and then they did Way of the Warrior. Ugh. one of the CD-based systems. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, I do remember, like, back in the Crash Bandicoot <laughs> days, reading a brief thing with their developer. Like, they did this column and, like, asked all these developers, what are the three most important things that you look at when you make games? And his answer was... This would be was, the perfect time to say that Conan thing, but I can't think of what it is. <laughs> in his answer was, one, gameplay. Two, gameplay. Three, go back and do the first two again because you probably got them wrong. It's the oh, truest yeah. true thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Is that a TED Talk we just heard? Yeah. It may, it may as well be. <laughs> I don't even know but what yeah, TED Talk is. Yeah, that's the attitude that brought us... <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's the attitude that brought us Crash Bandicoot, that brought us Jack and Daxter, that brought us uh, Uncharted, and now Last of Us. And that's why they hold up. Because they, uh, you know, Crash Bandicoot looks horrible now, but it still plays It well. really does. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that about does it for... New releases. Let's let's start talking about some E3 stuff again because I don't hey. think we've done enough of that. <laughs> hey, I like it. So this is a chance. Like we we sort of tried to. I, I tried to put together some sort of consensus before the show to let everybody weigh in on what some of their favorite things were. But I wanted to give you a chance to now talk about the favorite things that didn't make it in. For example, um, one of my favorite things in the whole show was getting to play Saints Row 4 uh, mm. next to you, Grim. Uh, it was so romantic. <laughs> uh, but it just even though the game comes out in like two months, it's like, it's here, you can play it for 45 minutes. And just, you know, dicking around with the superpowers was a ton of fun. Like, this feels like Crackdown, and it, it doesn't suck like Crackdown 2 did. Uh, and then, like, the guy comes over and it's like, oh, no, here's how to access your weapons, and you can open up the weapon wheel. And then I played with the dubstep gun, <laughs> and it was fucking glorious. Let me see if I can find it here. So while this gun is firing... With these energy bullets in tune with the music, like everything stops, everybody starts dancing in time with the gun, cars start bouncing up and down. It's ridiculous. About the only characters that don't react to it are like the alien enforcers who are coming in to kill you. And there are just, aliens in this game, by Yeah, the there are aliens in fucking Saints Row. That's the whole conceit. You're the president of the United States. Yes. And uh, you, uh, in the, the game's opening, uh, a press conference is invaded by aliens, and you try to fight them off in a Duke Nukem-esque turret sequence, and then you're captured. Also, when you're walking down the hallway to this press yeah. conference, Keith David is your advisor. <laughs> like, not Keith David as a character, no, but Keith David is Keith David. As vice, he's vice president. Vice That's president the whole thing. Keith David. Yeah. And he yeah. walks up to you, he's like, I need you to make a decision. We've only got enough clock to get one of these bills passed. And he holds up two bills, and they both look like the... Uh, I love that screenshot. They both look like the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that We the People flaunt, but it's like the right one is fuck cancer, cures cancer forever, and let them eat cake, solves hunger forever. Yeah. And you have to LT or RT, which one you want to happen. <laughs> it's a moral choice. It's a moral and choice. A congressman says, like, hey, you can't railroad your bills through Congress, and you have the option to punch, uh, what is it? punch a dickhead, punch which is you dick. punch him in the dick, or punch a dick in the head, which is take the high road and punch him in the face. Yes. 
But yeah, it's wow. uh, the opening. They gave us like a, basically a 30 minute demo where yeah. it was just like, here's this intro sequence. The aliens come down, steal all your friends. Yeah, put you and, in the Matrix, basically. Yes, and you're in like, and when you're in the Matrix, it's like you're Neo. It's like mm-hmm. you run at flash speeds across the fucking world. You hold down A to jump. When you jump, you jump like Neo. 18 stories into the air and then you can like float around or like fist punch people from the sky yeah. again it's kind of like Crackdown that way <laughs> yes it's very Crackdown-y it's even more ridiculous than that though which is inconceivable but it's like what else is Saints Row going to do other than escalate their shit into like ridiculous levels I got one of the aliens they came the aliens kind of work as the cops like cops mm-hmm. are coming at you but aliens usually coming at you Yeah. and one of them shows up on a hover motorcycle so I killed him and took his hover motorcycle and rode around on that for a long time and <laughs> all the stuff you like from uh, the third was there like you got the Professor Genki mini games and stuff but man yeah and, and I, I came home and uh, told my wife about this and like the second I said like yeah you're the you play as the president of the United States and your vice president is Keith David and she's like can you play as President Camacho from Idiocracy and I'm like oh my god I am going into Saints Row the Third and making that character right now just so I'll have it around in case I can transfer the character over we run it out of burrito coverings and shit <laughs> oh my god yeah that's that's the perfect fit for that game it really it is. has to be president what was his name something herbert mountain dew camacho, herbert camacho mountain dew yeah. <laughs> i'm sure uh, what's his face is really busy though oh yeah uh, terry cruz terry cruz yes. yeah he yeah. gets a lot of great roles it would be great if he was a voice in that game though just saying he's you busy know, just, being just okay make that last minute change okay. everybody on saints row four <laughs> thanks appreciate it it's amazing though because that game it was it did seem like it was a big dlc pack that just kind of got stretched out into like a full game well that's exactly what it was yeah because yeah. they got about it was a Koch media or whatever that's putting it out now mm-hmm. yeah so it's like i was apprehensive going into playing and i was like this is just different enough to where i will definitely buy it yeah well <laughs> it was originally going to be dlc called enter the dominatrix that's right yeah and then they're like you know what no that's too big a deal let's hold that for the sequel this was when they were still with thq and uh yeah then they kind of got killed and then resurrected so hooray it all worked out in the end it's it i mean and all the bullshit it's it looks not great like they're graphically it is not something you're gonna go like wow this is amazing but graphically it looks like saints row the third yes yeah but it is written really well it's the same writers it's very fucking funny and it's like it's funny in that intentionally stupid way it's like yeah it looks like it's a dumb frat bro idiot fest but (laughs) and it is but it knows that it is, and it kind of like pokes fun at that. So it makes you feel yeah. less guilty about laughing at the stupid. My favorite shit line in like the the story trailer that happened recently was like, "It's like, what's the plan?" And it's like <laughs> just describes what they're going to do. That's not a plan. That's a goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's what made me laugh so hard. It's like well, I'm going to kill these aliens and save Shawnee. It's like that's not a plan. It's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's dumb, but it's clever dumb. We're having an argument about semantics right now. It has its cake and eats it, too. It's it's dumb comedy made by very clever people. Yeah, so I I really look forward to it. I really haven't played much of any Saints Row game, but this one has convinced me. And and as I said on Twitter, for those few of you who follow me, it it does kind of scratch... Nah, I'm being facetious. It does... Scratch a completely different itch from GTA, which is coming out the next month. So it was really tempting to say, like, oh, they're trying to rush it out for August so that they get it out the door before which GTA kills them. <laughs> they're putting it out on a pretty, like, packed release date. I think that's yeah. it's August 20th, which is the same day as uh, XCOM. 
Which Oh, the Bureau? Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Which, that was conspicuously absent. Except mm. w- with that giant billboard. That fucking billboard was oh, so cool. That reminds me. One other release this week. XCOM on motherfucking iOS. <laughs> Play oh. it on your iPad. 20 bucks. Boo. 20 bucks and like 3.2 gigs. It looks crazy. No, it's yeah. great. I've been playing it. I've been playing it for review on Mac Life. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Tyler Wilde is like, man. Any place you can get that game for 20 bucks, <laughs> yeah. buy it for 20 bucks. No, it's, it's a, a good platform awesome for it. That is one of the best games yeah. of this console generation. Yeah. I'm still thinking about Saints Row. I'm still thinking I want to go back and play Saints Row 1 just to see how, how stupidly <laughs> normal it is. Yes, it really is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's just like, I remember we hated it at Games Radio, like we're giving it anti awards, like one of the first anti awards went to Saints Row for being incredibly crass and it shared it with 25 to Life which was just god awful I wonder if Saints Row 1 is to Fast and the Furious as but Fast and Furious rules uh, well, yeah, the original? Yeah. All right. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your attempt, but, but fuck you. I will defend Fast and Furious in my life. But it's still kind of tame. It's like, oh, we're just guys driving in a city together. Right. And But it's like an intentional B movie. I'm sorry. Right. This is... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be an asshole about this. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so uh, Saints I'll Row I'll... is one of those the, the few franchises that actually got much, much better when right. it became a self-parody. Right. It was initially just a very shitty GTA knockoff. And the second one got a little better. I remember playing the second one going, like, this is actually pretty fun. There's good stuff in this. Because that was the one with the doo-doo truck. And that's where they had that <laughs> yeah, horrible yeah, trailer yeah. with the fucking doo-doo truck. Oh, was, we made fun of that trailer to no end. so yeah. bad. Shane Patterson going, you can totally shoot piss out of a <laughs> cannon. <laughs> and we thought it was so dumb until it finally went just like full parody of itself. Yes. And they're like, no, it's not dumb anymore. It's great. Like, I love I, it. I well, played Saints, Saints Row 2 did things that I miss, like the ability to just like pick up a newspaper rack and smash someone with it. Like you can't do that in the third. Yeah, yeah. I played two, and after I played two, I was like, this is actually better than this horrible trailer made it look. Yeah. But it's still kind of derivative. And then you played three, and then it's like that's when it came into its own. That's when it was like, we are a huge fucking joke fest. It's hilarious, and it's toilet humor, and yeah. it's written by people Giant that are liter- literal toilet humor in one place. <laughs> that's that's actually. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna stand by this that is one of my peak moments of this generation <laughs> is playing as a fucking anthropomorphic toilet dual wielding Tron Uzis <laughs> and parachuting off a skyscraper I was like this is what a video game should be yeah. I don't want to merge into this shit I want to be a fucking toilet bouncing around with Tron video guns yeah. <laughs> but it's that Saints Row the Third is almost like it's kind of uh, like making GTA eat its lunch where GTA 4 is so fucking slow that the first eight hours you don't even get to like Manhattan yeah. until like a third through the game, and the first mission in in Saints Row the Third is you like was it like you have a magnet that pulls a safe out of the top of a bank and you're riding on top of the safe mm-hmm. while engaging yeah. in a shootout. It's like yes. that's the like, that's a tutorial game. mission. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so one of these com- one of these developers knows how to like really get you into this open world, and one is just trying to like make it super atmospheric, and it's like it right. works sort of, but it's also like you gotta. Come on, time is money. Well, not not everything about GTA 4 worked, but I I think we could see Rockstar maturing from there with Red Dead Redemption, which was amazing, and I'm sure GTA 5 will be more along those lines. I just feel the two of those really grabbed that argument where it's just like, Hmm. I want to play a game to have idiot moron fun, Yeah, and Saints Row does that. I just want something that's explosive and stupid and good, 
and fun to play. And there's GTA, which is like, I want to make this an experience that like grabs you and says, hey, this is something that, you know. No, fuck it. I want, I want to make this horse drive a convertible. Right, exactly. <laughs> so you people mod it to make it do that. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, they both scratch incredibly different itches, yet they're exactly the same game functionally, you know. So, looking over some of the things you guys suggested earlier, uh, Dave, you said Dead Rising 3 yes. was one of the things that most impressed you. Uh, well, that and Evil Within, they both, they're, they're kind of different sides of the I didn't see the, that. I really, survival horror. Yeah, I, I heard some people talking about Evil Within, but I didn't yeah, see it sir, That is, like, the very, like, it's the first two Resident Evils, like, really made for, like, kind of, yeah. For, made for modern consoles. Yeah, there's I'm, some. I'm imagining like RE4. Mike Grimm's Alley, and there's like Dark Souls, and there's like stuff, and then like right up it is the Evil Within. I feel so yeah. bad I didn't see this. The trailer makes it look like the biggest piece of shit ever. Oh. And yeah, is that the trailer with the guy making barbed wire? Yes. Oh, yep. It's Live so action trailers bad. always look bad. But is, yeah. it, is this Konami oh. that's putting this out? No, this is a. Uh, Bethesda. Brothers? Yeah, yeah, Bethesda. Okay, that's why I didn't see it, because all their shit was booth off, and I couldn't even get yeah. in. <laughs> I, I, only, I only watched it being played, but yeah. It, yeah, it, me too. And it's it, the creator of, of Resident Evil, so mm-hmm. that's why. Shinji that. Mikami? Yes. Oh, man. And that's half awesome. that I was able to watch is the main character alone and in, 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 in an insane asylum. Is he alone in the dark? Sort of. <gasps> Nobody say anything. Just put your upper lip on the microphone. <laughs> but how many him... upper lips have been on that microphone? Uh, My God, gross! But him walking into the insane asylum was like, oh, this is straight out of Resident Evil. It's this giant, like, foreboding building that you're going to spend a bunch of hours yeah. in, and, and and blocky, fully bad animations yeah. where the characters like. When he crouches, just in that awkward way, mm-hmm. that like Resident Evil characters would like crouch walk <laughs> like weird little crabs. Anyway, yeah, but the animations all, all, are intentionally yeah. like all the the only action that really happened in the demo was this one dude with a chainsaw con- consistently chasing after your character mm. and you running from him, and it was pr- it, like for an E3 demo to make me le- legit scared. That's pretty impressive. impressive. And then on the other side of the coin is Dead Rising 3, where there's just, like, fucking thousands of zombies on the screen. And I feel like that, like, people say, like, oh, it's it's too serious, and it's kind of not really. Like, they, they, they're they not going to showcase that at E3. They're not going to showcase that at that, the Microsoft the, press the, conference. The Mega Man outfit and the... It's all in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing, I think, the, the Capcom, not... It wasn't Brett, but someone from Capcom, <laughs> there was their media damage control. Was everyone went in, like, this isn't goofy enough, and their whole thing was like... All that shit is in there, but we're just not showing it in this trailer, you dolt. So yeah. shut the fuck up for a minute. That would have went super over super great for a crowd of thousands that have not played this game. Let's show them f- this character wearing a Blanca mask, yes. hitting people with fucking foam baseball bats. Well, they could have done work. a little stinger at the end just to say, I like, guess. this is in the game, guys. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I guess so. They just said that literally. But the <laughs> Evil Within was freaking gruesome. Yeah. Like, really? It was just like, oh, Jesus. I've heard this. Now, I, every time I hear that title, I just think of the Inhumanoids theme song from the 80s. <laughs> the evil that lies within. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad title. What is it called in Japan? Do you know? It's uh, like, Dr. Demento's Brain yeah. Factory. <laughs> it basically, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Scary Fun Village. It's something like that. It's something like Scary Fun Village. Midnight Run. <laughs> Colon. It has a better name, I think, in, okay. in Japan. The Evil well, Within sounds coming? like any generic like horror thing. When is this coming out? I don't know. I think 
soon? Is it on uh, uh, one? And no, four, it, or no, yeah, it's, it's Xbox One. It's PS4. on next gen. So okay, it's, okay. Yeah, and I don't think it's launched. So. Those animations, though. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'm interested because I'm a huge fucking fan. It's, it's, it's like horror. that blocking movement, like Resident Evil, where it's like I am turning <laughs> by like pivoting like a freaking tank. People give then... those tank controls so much shit, but they make scary games scary. I know. It's like when you freak out I... and you have to run away for something, you're like fuck, this sucks. It is like <laughs> I like it too. It just it's like it's so much like hey, you guys like Resident Evil. Yeah, I'm the guy who made that. This is that. <laughs> this is that. I'm still doing it. <laughs> yeah. Tank control, bitches. Tank controls are the like literal video game interpretation of when you have a dream where you're getting chased and yeah. you're so <laughs> fucking slow that you just keep falling uh, down. I'm like, eh, that's probably how that's you. That's fine. Yeah. I've never had a problem with that. People bitch <laughs> about it, and it's like, eh, shut up. Like fuck tank controls. We're gonna give you running through pudding controls. <laughs> you just character just. Aquaman's it through the water. Just <laughs> yeah, everything else moves twice as fast as you, but n- never quite catches up. Tripping. We should put tripping in Survival Wars. <laughs> Oops! Oh, God. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Clock like, Tower that, had that, that and I fucking love that game. Capcom, hire me. But I mean, this is. I think what's exciting with Evil Within is that, like, well, there haven't there hasn't really been a big, big budget. Yeah survival horror game recently like Resident Evil series stopped being survival horror really that's the thing all survival horror series stopped being survival horror so there hasn't been a big budget survival horror game so yeah. if this is it that's like it's kind of one of a kind as far as like recent when I look games. at recent the only one I can think of that's like legit survival horror is like Amnesia yeah that that was actually scary and it was like but it wasn't big budget that's, no, you know. that's what consoles was that on uh ones you would know about exploit oh. <laughs> I mean, not that every okay. game has to be big budget to be good, but right. it's kind of cool to see like an expensive survival horror game happen when we thought they would never happen. To a certain extent, Last of Us. I they guess. make an attempt. They make an attempt to make it survivally, but I have to say, I'm still I'm over equipped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I only have single surviving. digit bullets for guns, but I have six guns, so it's like. <laughs> That is still three times the amount of ammunition. And you can't you just, have. like, smash people's heads Yeah, in. you can melee shit at any point, and it's not hard. Yeah. But it's yeah. pretty. Yeah. 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 I want to play what that else game. are we talking about, Michael? Uh, you seem to like, what was it, down kick? Dive kick. Dive kick. Oh, thank God. you. You're letting me open <laughs> the gates here, but thank you. <laughs> so Dive Kick is a indie fighting game. It's being published by Iron Galaxy. Uh, I forget what they published, but they published some other stuff. But it's being made by this guy, Keats, uh... He is sort of one of the head honchos at SRK, which is shoryukin.com, which is the number one, like, fighting game site ever. Like, they've been doing shit since, like, the late 90s, and it's all, it's where every, like, super frame-counting fighting game asshole goes, and he's been moderating this. So he knows his shit, is what I'm saying. But this game is fucking hilarious, and the whole purpose of the game is that they have a custom controller they made for the game at E3, and it's a joystick box, and it's two buttons. And the buttons are like, you know when you play a crane game and you hit the button that says make the crane go down? Like this big round colorful thing? (laughs) It's two of those buttons. So it's just like dive and kick. And there's no joystick. You can't move the character. So it's like one button is like jump and the other one is attack. And the idea is that you just do that. You die in one hit in a round. So it's a fighting game, one on one. And as soon as you dive kick the other guy, you win. But the problem is, is that each character has their own little special thing that they can do that makes them very unique and you have to consider what they do and it's it's really hard to explain but I'm a fucking fighting game asshole that's really into like meta fucking game shit and like psyching the other person out 
And this game manages to capture that entire fucking idea in a game that literally has nothing but two buttons and looks like it costs $20 <laughs> to be made. Because it looks ugly. It's not a fucking good looking game, but it's like a community effort that this guy made. It's fucking hilarious, especially if you're a shithead like me. It's in the fighting games because there's lots of jokes. Seth Killian, who you may have know, may know, is in the game, and he's a character that's like a knockoff of another character. He's like an evil wizard with like cross hands, but he's just wearing the blazer t-shirt and jeans that he always wears. (laughs) And and there's other characters in the game that are just like fighting game players who are notorious for various things. There's a guy named Jay Bailey, and he has this like fighting game tournament in Florida called CEO. And in the game, he's called Jay Faley. Lol. Uh, but he has this uh, thing where every time he wins a round, his head gets a little bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so the more rounds you win, the bigger his head gets, and his head box gets bigger and bigger. And it's supposed to be a joke about how he's kind of an asshole in real life a little bit. But it's just super funny, because there's all that shit in there. But the game, you don't need to know any of that to play it. And that's what makes it so great to me. Is I love fighting games, but every time I play one, I feel like it becomes a fucking eight-day tutorial where I'm like... Here's how you do a fireball. Here's how you do a dragon punch. This is what this system does. This, and this game cuts through all that bullshit and just puts it down to, you are a character with two fucking buttons. This does this, this does this. This character does this thing, and he does this thing. So it basically, I could play with anyone, and they would have an evil chance of beating me. And then it's like, and they can figure things out so much faster because it cuts away all the artifice that I think makes fighting games so intimidating for people to play. And that's what makes it so fucking cool to me. It's funny. It's a community effort. It's really cheap. It's coming out this summer. Uh, I think it's under 20 bucks. It's on PS3. I think it's on PC. I'm not sure, but I hope so. Man, let me tell you, it's it's good fucking shit. And I'm going to force all of you to play it, and I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. <laughs> awesome. Do you have to buy a giant two-button controller? No, play? you can use any joystick or controller. If you have two, uh, if you have two buttons, you can what play What good it. is it if I can't buy hardware? That hardware is really cool, too. I want to buy an arcade <laughs> two buttons. They were talking about making the actual joystick they have with the demos, so fingers wow. crossed if they do. Because it's really funny. But yeah. So you were, you were talking about the division earlier, Tyler, and that yeah. that was a fun one. Actually, I was I was impressed. Um, you know, giving giving props to the people we know at Ubisoft, they had a pretty good booth presence this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed Four looked fun. Watch Dogs looks pretty amazing. Everybody Fires. knows that. Uh, the division was kind of the surprise of the show. Uh, and that is like it's big Tom Clancy post-apocalyptic, uh, massively multiplayer, possibly shooter. It's not entirely yeah, clear. We're not sure how many people on a server. I would guess not massive. Just yeah. hmm. that's hard to do. Planet side managed it sort mm-hmm. of submassive. Um, submassive, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the uh, in the uh, SMMO category. But I mean S and MMO, S and MMO, yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it looks like you have all of New York open world. Um, what was the best thing about it? And I should have asked you to grab sounds, but was this like just perfectly manicured team of like fake voice actor friends who were like <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. the nicest co-op players like ever? That that uh, demo during the Ubisoft press conference, I was watching it and it was like, oh, there's some civilians over here. All right, uh, I'm heading down this street. Uh, you might want to meet me. It's like, wow, this sounds really impressively <laughs> realistic. This doesn't sound like you know, a grizzled video game character at all. And then realize, like, oh, they're simulating multiplayer. They're supposed to be players, and they're just like, they're so calm, and like, they get into a firefight with, um, okay, so there's been a plague. Uh, mm-hmm. People are dead. 
It's got yeah. A, that, that's a great thing too. Starting off uh, your press conference where everybody's huddled together, it's like think of how quickly a plague could spread yeah. and kill you all. We've it's, spread that uh, plague amongst you. It's the press kit. <laughs> <laughs> the press We're kid going viral, literally. And then Mr. Caffeine comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, gang! What an exciting clip that was. Uh, no, it wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, that's good. It was Aisha Tyler again, who it is was. wonderful. Cool. Hashtag yes. Girlwood. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like your catchphrase, Girlwood. Yeah, that uh, was that got tiresome. But yeah. um, the game looks cool. Like it has that Watch Dogs aesthetic, where like a guy opens a map and it opens like as a like hologram over the ground. Right. That was really cool. Um, you could see him kind of scanning people, and it looked like he was scanning for cause of death. So it looked like there was some mechanic where you wanted to avoid the plague, which yep. you think he would. Um, but, yeah, it was just funny. They run in. They, like, decide to go to this police station, this group of fake friends. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're getting to this big firefight with, like, uh, like um, NPC enemies. And it's just, like, they're so calm. Like, someone throws a Molotov cocktail in this heated battle, like, over a car. Uh, Molotov cocktail on your right, and the guy just like calmly walks back as fire spreads. Thanks. Oh yeah, thanks, yeah, thanks. Good call. So, I, Mom! did you catch like? Mom! <laughs> I didn't quite catch what the conceit of the game is. Like, are you like sleeper government agents or something? Like, I don't know what you are. I think um, you have to kill all of the money because the money made people. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. Probably you're burning Damn. money. I'm like, we gotta start a new shoot guys. all the dollars. Yeah. That was deep, by the way. Tar. I don't know what you are. <laughs> it's called um, Occupy the Division, Ooh. and it's actually about no. You go. Well, that's this... infamous first son. You're thinking of. second son. Second son. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, I don't. I also don't know how much of it is survival because, like, there's like like one of the characters playing the game playing a character. The character playing a character has like a like group heal effect. So. You know how much survival could be involved, but at the same time they loot like water bottles and stuff from this police station. So it's like, do they have two different like measurements for health? One is like where you have to survive and drink water, and one is where like a magic group heal thing can heal you. I don't know. But then they meet like they go, they come out of the police station after fighting all the NPC enemies and like freeing some police officers and getting a cool gun, and then a bunch of players come up on them and they're like oh shit players except they don't say like that they say oh look group of players okay guys get ready da, da, da. but you know kind of daisy where well guys great job everybody yeah awesome kind of daisy ish where like your biggest enemy is not the npcs but which is the zombies in daisy but it's other players who are going to take your take your shit mm-hmm. and so like that's exciting not announced for pc of course man is the true enemy but that I want to say one thing that kind of impressed me coming at it from a an iOS slash Mac centric viewpoint at the show uh, was that like Ubi, some of these games that Ubi's pushing, they're not going to uh, let the Wii U have an advantage here with its second screen because they're like introducing companion apps mm-hmm. for Assassin's Creed, for Watch Dogs, for The Division. Yeah, let you do things like you see a guy come up in like a drone and it yeah. just says tablet next to his name, and I don't know what were they saying that yeah. He was on an iPad. He, you can control a drone using an iPad. You can Pretty do fucking it cool. over the like, internet. You don't actually have to be connected to a console. He was like marking enemies for them and like, yeah, that's kind of yeah. neat. And the, it's a neat thing, 
yeah. the Watch Dogs of the tablet. Watch Dogs is basically... I, I can't remember if it's like a second player or the, the primary player, but you can basically get an idea of like all the uh, computer systems that are active around Aiden. Uh. And so I think they were pushing as like a second player can go through and help you get through this stuff. And it's like a, a way to involve a helper. I'm so happy I have a Uplay account right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they showed off the multiplayer. How that's, that's going to That was actually a highlight. That is like cool. some Dark Souls fucking grief shit. Yes. Like that That looks really cool. The idea that uh, you can just sort of go into another player's game and you will look like Aiden, the main character, to you. To them, you will look like just another NPC. And your whole uh, point is like you have to get close to them and start hacking their phone to steal their data and you have to stay hidden. Uh and and uh, while while you're in their game, Story while you wait party. for this, yeah, you have to act like an NPC, yes. so uh-huh. they do yeah, not yeah. catch you. Yeah, while, so cool. while you wait wait for this meter to fill up, and then they have to find you. And if they find you and kill you, it aborts the transfer, and everybody goes back to their games. And if you successfully get away or kill them, then you get to steal their data and uh, you win. I guess I wasn't entirely clear on what winning did. No. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. I mean, know. I'm guessing there's some reward there. This yeah, doesn't really yeah. sound advantageous right now to be on the uh, single player side having someone hack into your game. Yeah, I'm sure you can turn it off. Yeah, yeah. it almost sounds like in GTA when you get called by a friend mm. and ask them, like, what, what purpose does this serve? I believe they told me you can I'm turn it off. I'm being distracted from mission. Yeah. I, I, you assume, have to be I assume you get a reward for beating them. Well, it's like even like Dark Souls. It's like, what did I do? You just mm-hmm. go offline. Yeah. Know. I don't want to be made up by Get some my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool idea, even yes. if you hate it and don't use it. Yes. <laughs> That's what I like. Features I don't want or will use. Yeah. <laughs> Conceptual features that are cool in the abstract. Uh, mean- meanwhile, Assassin's Creed 4, they just showed off an interactive map. So like, okay, see, here you find this treasure map, and you know where this place is, so you can find it on the map, and you can tag it, and you can go there later. Did you play the multiplayer at all? No, I didn't. Neat. Because that would have involved waiting in line. Yeah, I did see it. It looked like Assassin's Creed multiplayer. I still think the concept for that multiplayer is really cool. Like it the is. Idea, it's the same thing, where it's like you're trying to blend in mm-hmm. and not be noticed, and then just mm-hmm. like kill people, and it punishes you harshly for not doing what you're supposed to fucking do. Or it's like, if you run someone down and stab them, it's like, yeah, plus zero points. Or if you like <laughs> kill somebody that looks like the person you're supposed to kill. I mean, it's contrived near the game, because it's like there's... They only have so many character models, so it's like there'll be seven of the same person standing beside each other. <laughs> but it's like the concept of that game is really cool. It's just like that whole like psychological thing where it's like you're trying to fucking noodle the thing out. And that's such a different experience than just like yeah. meat grinder fucking Call of Duty stuff, which yeah. is like, who cares? Well, I, do, I do love the multiplayer, but at the same time it kind of feels like, well, unless this is changing drastically, like I'll just play it when it comes out. I don't need to you know, pay attention to it. Yeah. Well, that's I, responsible journalism right yeah. there. But I mean, that's why they show these things. At the, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's like, true. don't worry too much about them. Yeah, there's no big spoilers. <sighs> Illuminati. <laughs> Templars. Templars. I don't know. Templars. What else was cool? What did you guys see that was awesome? Dark Souls 2, you see that? No? Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's definitely not Dark Souls 2. Lo- Logan managed to die uh, in God Mode. Yeah, it's wow. cool. He fell into an <laughs> abyss. Yeah. My, my highlight for this. Okay, so my, one, my two complaints. As a Dark Souls diehard shithead. <clears throat> One, uh, apparently you can teleport from bonfire to bonfire very early in the game, so you don't have to like walk from point A to point B, which is fine, really. I don't care. But then there's also additional health items in addition to the Estus Flask, where you get like healing stones, which are like a heal over time. 
which is a little. No, but that. You're pushing my boundaries here, man. <laughs> but man, they had this boss. So cool. The mirror, the mirror, the mirror knight. Yeah. So fucking cool. Like he cool. puts down a mirror shield, and like you see your reflection. Your reflection, like your reflection, walks out. He's like inside the mirror, and he like ah. bashes his way out of the mirror. That's amazing. And he comes out of the mirror, and in the demo, it was just an AI bot because it's like it's not online. But if you're online, it'll be a it's, player. It's a player that's trying oh, to invade you. So, so cool. it's like a black phantom. Jesus. And a, and this boss was unbeatable by himself, so I cannot imagine they're keeping the same difficulty level, because it's like, if you have to deal with another player in this boss, you are 100% fucked. So I started playing Dark Souls on PC. Man, that's a terrible port. Um, <laughs> is it really? I will not continue. It's it's bad. Uh, no. It is miserable. I remember people were so excited about it. Did you get the, did you mod it with the DS fix? I'm going to, but it looks fucking awesome. So when you do, it's do also it. still a really bad port. I've heard after that, and like it's it's jaggy. Also, I don't, I just don't know if it's for me, my grim. I don't know. I headlock every nerd that says that, <laughs> and I shove them in a lock. It's just like it's to, me, to me, to me, headlocker. There's a difference between this rewards patience, and this is a hard game, and this is disrespectful of my time, and I hate this and fuck this. I've been playing with okay, so Brett Elson started the game, and I've been coaching him through it. Because I've been coaching him through those parts that are just bad trial and error where it's like you need to know this thing. And that's what's been fun about it. It's like once I got him, like, training wheels him a little bit, and now he's on his shit on his own. He's just like, he sent me a text tonight, and Orlando. And I was like, God bless you. My little baby bird, you flew away from the nest. (laughs) I haven't played Dark Souls as much as I should. I I did play Demon Souls, and I remember being just mind-bogglingly frustrated with that. Like, I would just rage quit every time I tried to play it within, like, the first hour. And then I finally realized, like, you can't approach it with the idea, that, with the, the whole mentality that you approach other games, where, like, oh, I can kill anything. Uh, you have to realize that like, some of the challenges you see are not challenges you should go anywhere near. Yes. At least not for a long time. Yes. You just, you stick to this right path, and it'll be a very fun, rewarding game. You wander off that path without unknowingly, and you will get your shit handed to you. And then you'll get your shit handed to you subsequently every single time you try to go back for your stuff. <laughs> That's the other thing too is that I, there is that, but I feel that it's it it's a difficult thing to convey. But it's like when people play a game, they feel like. I need a concrete reward that says I had this many experience or this many souls or gold points or whatever mm-hmm. that said that I made some sort of progress. But what that game does more than any other game is that the progress you make is not necessarily represented in numbers in the game. It's represented by your experience, personally, by knowing what that enemy will do at that time, how you get to this point and what that does. And you have that knowledge in your head. And that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to quantify because it's not there in the game. But that game rewards that more than anything. Because once you figure out mentally how things in that game works, it becomes infinitely easier. Because you figure out, how does this guy attack? How do I get from point A to point B that quickly? Once you figure that out, that that's how the game works. And that's really hard to explain. Because people are like, fuck this. I played for three hours and I got nothing. I lost all the souls I earned. I've still got the same shitty sword. But... You know that those people are there in that spot of the map. They will always be there. You know how to get from this point to this point. And that's a really fucking cool thing because it totally yeah, it totally challenges how, how many guns should I shoot can I shoot at bros in this game? So many guns okay. at bros. Oh, man. <laughs> so many guns. And and do I get double XP when I buy Mountain Dew? Yes, yeah, you okay. put your chip code into the uh, e receiver. Great. And you is, get... is there dubstep? Yes. Like several, all the time. Several dubsteps. The, the, how many Skrillex songs are in the game? <laughs> 
Can I buy? Software paid a lot of money for Dark Souls Two Skrillex. Can I buy Skrillex songs for actual currency? Yes, it's in the Dark Souls eShop. Okay. Good. 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 Can I just buy a sword that I can just like win? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. The advice I got for Dark Souls was just if you find a way to cheese it, cheese it, cheese it, cheese it. Like you have to. So is that is that true? Like should you? You can, and in some cases the game is unfair. I will or just overtly ridiculous. Where you have to kind of take advantage of its yes, own mechanics. But that's the thing is that the game applies the same mechanics to you that it applies to the enemies, and very few games do that. It's like you can't see that enemy's bar, but he has a stamina bar just like you generally. So it's like he's gonna like wail away at you, and then he'll be tired afterwards, and it's the same thing that happens when you do it. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, if you get poison arrows, or in Demon Souls Magic, you can just cheese the fuck out of shit, and it's like, <laughs> it works. But at the same time, uh, eh. that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Alright, so that encompasses a lot of what we saw at E3, what we're excited about. And now we turn to you, the listeners, to ask, what were you most excited about? That was our question of the week last week. I'm going to start with J. Marcella09 on the forums, who was nice enough to create the thread at lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. You can also comment on this week's article at, at videogameapocalypse.com. He says, or she says, I don't know, For me, Mirror's Edge 2 all the way. The first may not have been perfect, but it holds a place in my heart as my first platinum, my first DLC, and my first video game review. Wow. I can't wait for the second. That was a pretty boss trailer. And, I agree yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I, it's I also especially like the Russian commentary we watched it with <laughs> earlier. You run after potato. Oh, now you're getting tattoo. Soviet <laughs> uh, Russia lo- parkour jumps you. <laughs> you run towards the red thing. That's I just hope that Doug McEntry and his urban free flow squad make an appearance. What? Nobody saw Punisher Warzone, so that joke is... Ah, I remember you talking about it the other day. Um, I did hear rumors that it was open world. Or maybe not rumors, but interview stuff. It looks gorgeous. It still has that very unique design. Yeah, it's going to be cool, because DICE is still cool, guys. Yeah. That game is... Oh, also, DICE is doing fucking uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3, finally. Yeah, they made a nice logo for that. And nothing yeah. else really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we know they're working on it. So, yeah. you know, we may engine. actually finally get it in three Frostbite years. Frostbite Engine will make Hoth so realistic because it's cold. <laughs> oh! oh! Drop the headphones. Also, <laughs> you're going to love tying cables around an ATAT Walker's legs <laughs> this time. Manually. Come on, guys. I hope Piggle you, you didn't love it all is the other on the time. Frostbite Engine. <laughs> Pangle oh. Cat. Oh. Uh, or Piggle 2. Sorry. Stabby Joe in the comment thread says, Assuming that it isn't tied to the upcoming film reboot, Mad Max by Just Cause developers Avalanche Studios caught my attention. Considering they learned their lesson with the first Just Cause, improving upon its ideas, and how to make a sandbox game endlessly fun, with that aspect already in good hands, maybe they can also craft a decent story. That and a Mad Max game is long overdue, since its many conventions and stylistic choices have been borrowed by games for decades. Play rage. All true. <laughs> as, as much as I adore Just Cause 2, yeah. I would not rely on Avalanche to make a good story. <laughs> and I've heard, yeah, I heard not great no. things about no. Mad Max 3. Uh, uh, Everyone's like, it was kind of 
morning. And it was not that really faithful to the Mad Max. Well, you can't have Tom Hardy yeah. floating around a desert in a parachute. That's just not allowed, given the properties they're working with. Is Tom Hardy playing re- in the new Mad Max? Oh, yes. wow. Okay. But Avalanche was so far ahead of the curve with open world games. Oh, Avalanche yeah. is cool. Yeah. Just Cause 2 is one of the best PC ports of a console game I've ever seen. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous, super fun to play. Well, it's one of the best games of this generation. I'm okay with that. Just, just period. And you can dress up your guy in uh, Sleeping Dogs as the yeah, from Just Cause. I'm also, sure. yeah, and again, Sleeping better. Dogs. I have another fucking fa- Squeenix does some of the best PC ports for those open world games. Mm. They do. Whatever that engine is, Day is one, fucking fantastic. They released it with a high-res texture yep. pack, and it looks that so good. That texture pack fucking blows my mind. Whoa. I cannot <laughs> believe how good that looks. Yeah. You're going to love the way those fish look when you slap a dude in the face with them. <laughs> <laughs> the game itself I thought was okay. Mad Max or Just Cause? Just uh, no, no, no. Uh, just Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs, best game of each three. Sleeping Max. Sleeping Mad cause. Dogs. Sleeping Max. <laughs> just, just Mel Gibson lying out in the desert to sleep <laughs> with an empty bottle of tequila. Next Juice. Juice. <laughs> Juice. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was talking to somebody and saying, like, I, I hadn't seen it, and I was like, oh, is, does it have uh, Mel Gibson's likeness? And he's like, no, no, that actually ruined the game. Yep. Like, yeah, it, it kind of would. Yes, it? it would. <laughs> it was just dogs, mad cause. It's good. <laughs> mad cause. I like it. Mad cause. Mad cause. It's I like, remember when I first read Just Cause. Talking like, about Bill Cosby. Mad cause. Seven, maybe? Yep. I thought it was, I thought, like, I kind of, like, put an apostrophe in, when, like, mentally, and I thought it was just cause. Yeah. Just cause. Just cause. And like so. Oh, they're just either way. Yeah, like you're, you, he's just creating all this mayhem just cause. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. But yeah, two is two is also a much better game. Anyway, Sir Wiki Freaky says Kingdom Hearts three, Dragon Age three. Wondering how I'll be able to use my save files to influence the story like on the other ones. Plants vs Zombies, Garden Warfare, the new Metal Gear, and X, the game only for the Wii U. I already have a Wii U, so I'll have to choose between the PS4 and X-Bone and focus on those games. Mm. Mm. And Metal Gear 5 was another favorite of mine. Yeah, that looked really amazing. Horse stealth. Horse stealth. Horse stealth. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's like, I think they take more notice of a horse riding path, like... Wouldn't, wouldn't soldiers say, like, hey, maybe we should go catch that horse. It's running free. We could probably use it for something. We could do things to that horse. But no, it's just like, oh, there's a horse going by. Uh, it, there's no guy on it, so I guess it's okay. Just ignore it. But it's almost like, when I saw that, part of me thought, why has no stealth game done this before? Hmm. How many Assassin's Creed games have there been where you could ride a horse, yeah. but not jumped onto the side of the horse while no, you were no riding past people? Yeah. Gives a whole new meaning to side saddle. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asbestos says, uh, Bayonetta 2. I should put that on all caps. Bayonetta 2! Oh, and Final Fantasy Versus 13, now just Final Fantasy 15, looks nice. Oh, and Kingdom Hearst 3. Oh, and Mega Man in Smash Bros. But mostly Bayonetta 2! Bayonetta 2! I didn't get to see Bayonetta 2! Oh my god, I didn't see it either. Um, is it good, dude? Oh, he can't respond to this in real time. <laughs> Anybody else see Bayonetta 2? Darn it. Um, I'm sure it's cool, whatever. Yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike Grimm. Bayonetta 2. Quick, get on the mic! I wish there was time to see everything so we actually look more informed. This this was probably my least informed E3 ever, just because I managed to miss all the press conferences thanks to other obligations. 
Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2! Looks quite good. Yeah? Did you get yeah. to see it? Yeah, I played a little bit of it at the Nintendo Wii booth. It was, uh... It was amazing looking. I mean, it looks like Bayonetta, you know, she loses her, uh... Clothes and goes a little nudie mode as uh, her combos continue, as mm-hmm. is the nature of the game. But yeah. the combo system felt really strong. I mean, people really like DMC, myself included. But this game is... It's two steps more complicated than that, and it's like your ability to switch between weapons and just be ultra, ultra, ultra technical in the game rewarding you for it is, it's very much intact, and I mean, I played Killer is Dead, which is semi-similar, because it's like that whole like last-minute dodge thing, fighting a group of enemies and trying to chain them all together, and... Might, might be the most pseudonamed game, Killer is Dead. Yes. <laughs> also, next to Killer 7, it looks and feels like the most pseudo yep. game, too. Ugh. Just unrepentant, Killer like, dead. form over function. Just, like, it feels a lot better than Killer7. But, yeah, You'll, anyway. You guys will be glad to know that there is a titular line in that game. That's, yes. He, does he kills, before he kills somebody, he says, Killer is dead. I'm like, fuck yes. Loves assassins. <laughs> Can't get nothing. Killer but, yeah, Bayonetta dead. 2, looking really good. It's so yeah. strange to me it's coming out for Wii U, of all things. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is almost like Tatsunoko versus Capcom for Wii U, where it's like, What's the genre least suited to a gamepad fucking touchscreen controller? Yeah, combo heavy action game that's not at all interested in using a touchscreen controller. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But uh, I'm getting a Wii U and I'll be playing it. <sighs> Let's make it exclusive. Um, yep. Ash Temporarily. Ketchup. <laughs> Ash Ketchup on the forums wrote a really long ass response. And was considerate enough to include a TLDR. <laughs> if you make your own TLDR, that may. Edit yourself. <laughs> so, read read his or her uh, lengthy response when you have the time. But uh, in the meantime, I'm just going to say the X game is about mechs. I like mechs. I will buy it and a Wii U. I'm very fond of the crew by Ubisoft. I just have a thing about cars. It's fucking weird. This guy's my Mike Grimm. Mike Grimm's yeah. fist bump. Yeah, we watched the crew trailer. Yeah. That trailer makes it look fucking awesome, to be honest. I, it does. Dave was the saying gameplay, the actual gameplay is a little lacking. It's mm. like the worst looking of the next-gen racing Worse than Drive Club? I well, did not see that But one. I do like the idea that it doesn't seem to really be about racing. It seems to be about, like, staging fast and furious yeah. car crime yes. things. Yes. Agreed 100%. So, yeah, like, graphically, not that hot, but I, like, the way that works and the way that Need for Speed Rivals played... I think I would probably actually prefer the crew because Need for Speed Rivals was it just got too fucking crazy because it's like everyone is human controlled half half are cops half are, are racers and you just can't like AI actually works in in like the open world Criterion racers because you'll be around somebody you can race and in this case it was like no I'm on the exact opposite side of the map like a minute into this 10 minute match and I have to spend two minutes driving back into where everyone else is mm. and it's just mm. I don't know I, I almost prefer like I don't think every racer has to be persistent open world everybody's a racer I want to just be on a track with like eight other dudes that are AI I do want to finish reading Ash Ketchup's TLDR yeah. Smash Brothers on 3DS is cool maybe I'll finally play my 3DS for once there's a lot of good games. Out there. Yeah, they're yes. they're really yeah. that's actually one of the best consoles ever. Donkey yeah, Kong Fire Emblem Paris. Awakening is goddamn fantastic. Again, the first JRPG I finished in the last ten years. So, hooray! Speaking Luigi's. of TLDR, can I put, can I um, pit my 
podcast with Tone Loke. Um, there's a time for that, but yeah, go ahead. It might, yeah, Tone Loke and Dave Rudden have a podcast together. Oh, nice. Just TLDR. Nice. Sorry. You should, you should Sorry. make that happen. You should make a friend whose initials are TL just I so know. you can make that happen. <laughs> Somebody else want to read Mayor of Mayo? Mayor's Mayor. <clears throat> it seems like Sony managed to use Microsoft's weakness to their advantage. After quite possibly forcing them to reveal the X-Bone early, they managed to capitalize on their failings at E3. Mostly on the whole used games shenanigan. Personally, they've sold me so far on the PS4 and it's claimed to be primarily a gaming console and not an all-in-one entertainment system. As for games, the new Mirror's Edge has potential if it doesn't have a god-awful story to shove down my throat. Hmm. Yes. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's that whole dichotomy, man. Dichotomy. Players that just want a fun-to-play game and players that want a cinematic experience where there are characters that matter and situations that matter as opposed to I just want to slap a cop in the face with a dildo yeah. and who's to say in this modern world of ours what is right and what is wrong <laughs> I think it's time who, to get into what uh, a problem with, with the original Murder's Edge story like yeah. it's fine well oh, the cutscenes were fucking horrible yeah it wasn't <laughs> a great story graphical art was garbage alright this is a Pedo Bearclaw says... Hey, oh, I know him. Yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. talking on Twitter. <laughs> as a massive Smash Bros. and Mega Man fan, I, as a 30-year-old man, wept and made the most retarded spastic noises you could imagine during the Mega Man's reveal. Also, Jigglypuff, now being a fairy type, has given me Poke Blue Balls, and I can't wait for October. <laughs> I did not understand the last two sentences of that. Uh, well, Jigglypuff is a fairy type now, <clears throat> which is previously not a type at all. It's the okay. most recent type in the Pokemon games. Oh, so he was also referencing Pokemon. Yes. Uh, yes. That's a that's hi, Pedro Bearclaw. Thanks for all the comments on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty dynamic shift. Like uh, Jigglypuff's been there since the beginning. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and that's everything I know about Pokemon. I like. Thank it. you. You convinced me, Dave Rudden. <laughs> and I as well. Uh, Odst on the forum says. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a dramatic reading. I think it's time for dramatic readings. Uh, tell, you, you can do the next one straight if you want. I'm gonna do this dramatic. <clears throat> FF15 looked really fucking cool, and I have to give props to Second Son. That one trailer completely changed my opinion on the new protagonist, and completely revved me up for it. I already love Infamous, so this was a given. But ultimately, it goes to MGS5. It's my favorite series, and that Red Band trailer was amazing. Easily the best thing at the show. I'm so excited for it. This voice is like the response to how does Babby get forward. <laughs> they need to do way in stain, mother. But who nope. killed their babies that can't frick back? <laughs> Mother in awe. Mother in awe. <laughs> All right, you go, uh, Tyler. <laughs> wait, I'm not ready. Well, because I got yeah. distracted. You got to prepare? Well, Rickamore said, hey, Tyler, I actually listen while I'm at the gym. Dot, dot, dot. Some of us are far from brain-dead meatheads. <laughs> oh, we should, have, we should have made that clear when we were making fun of the brain-dead meathead archetype. Not all of you who work out at gyms are this. 
Did I even say that? I don't remember that. I at don't know. I I might have said it actually. Oh. We should all probably people work confuse out more, our voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should work out more. Um, actually, I I I like sports. And Dave Rudden runs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've seen your Nike I'm, things. Yes. Constantly, people are saying sports ball around me. I want to kick them. Um, <laughs> sports ball is awful. When you I go say like, sports ball nerd, shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, I'm going to go watch the Stanley Cup game. You know, the big Stanley Cup yep. game? Oh, sports ball. <laughs> Which I say, it's ooh, a- the Stanley Cup? That's it's great. A- <laughs> <laughs> is it shaped like Spider-Man? Are you a true believer? <laughs> <laughs> shut up, guys. So, I'm sorry if we hurt your feelings, Rick Amore. Yeah. We, we actually, if we were... It was. We were probably being self-depreciating, like, we should go to a gym. Deprecating. Well. De- deprecating. Shut up, Michael. Depreciating. Yeah. We're, well, we are depreciating in value as we get older. The <laughs> longer we drag this out. Um, but now I have to find an actual answer. I was legit sad that they didn't show more of the USC game at E3. Mm. That is the most dude bro I'll ever get. I love UFC. Okay. Dude punching each other in the face and... It's, it's just I make an exception part. for boxing, but UFC to me is like, no, nah, I don't want to see that. It's like if I can't throw Hadoukens, I'm not interested in it as a fighting game. That too. Have you? Did you not see the teaser trailer for UFC where the dude did a kick where he ran up on the cage, I, I jumped saw off? It. I saw it. That's that's dive kick material right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Tyler looks. Doctor Doctor Pepper says, assuming this doesn't get completely is that ignored, like a double negative. Yes. <laughs> assuming, pepper. assuming this doesn't get completely ignored, I really liked what I saw from Nintendo. No real new IPs, but I like to see Mega Man and Smash. Everybody likes to see Mega Man and Smash, including us. Yeah. I did get to play a little bit of Super Mario 3D World, which is weird. Um, it feels more party gamey than uh, either Super Mario 3D Land or New Super Mario Brothers does. It's it's very much a uh, 3D land through a new Super Mario Brothers lens with lots of weird mini games, but on the plus side, they replaced the Toads with one of the prince uh, with one of the princes with with Princess Peach, mm. and she can float. That's really all I require from yeah. those games. And the whole thing too about the Nintendo booth is that they had a lot of good stuff. They had Wonderful 101, Bayonetta 2, uh, Donkey Kong, Pikmin 3, all these games on display. And it's weird. It's super weird thinking about it, but it's like we were talking about it earlier. None of these games, not a single fucking one of these games is going to be ported to PC. Not a single one. And just by doing that, they're kind of carving their own niche where it's like all these games you see on X-Bone and PS4, it's going to be like, these will probably be ported at some point. Yeah. So it's like they, by doing nothing, Nintendo is pulling a PS4 on PS4 where it's just like, we're just biding our time, (laughs) waiting to strike. Yeah, well, N- Nintendo's its own separate ecosystem. Like they can, they're the one company that can legit say we don't care what other people are doing. Yeah, and they will literally say that. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, like they're they're sort of justified in that. Like, well, they're sort of their own thing. Like nobody else is making Nintendo games. Nobody's putting these on other systems. You want Nintendo games? You go to Nintendo, and that's all there is to it. Like, who yeah. cares about whether? third-party games get ported to Wii U because you, you've got other systems that do that. You get Wii U for Nintendo games. They have a character, and I don't think the other consoles... That character is Mario. That character is Mario. <laughs> but they have, like, you know, the idea where it's like there is a certain personality to what they do. There and is. It's there. there is. And it's like you look at Sony and PS4, and, like, Sony's trying to get that indie thing going on where it's like it gives them a feeling, but it's like they both feel like corporations, and Nintendo still manages to feel like 
We're we're a face. We're like a thing that exists. We're we're a toy maker. We make games. Yes, we're yeah. like a little Geppetto sitting over here <laughs> yeah. making our tiny Pikmins. <laughs> and it's Cobble them out of wood. That they don't have that much indie development support. Yep. Mm. Well. And it is interesting some. that they have totally murdered their third party support. Now yeah. it's literally they, they had the little inferno. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. pretty good indie support right there. Mm-hmm. What more do you need? It's a little inferno. It's Just great. That. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it said in... that you can tap on the uh, indie developer tile on the Wii shop, <laughs> the Wii U shop. Sorry, mm-hmm. and it's the same damn games that were there <laughs> when it when it launched. Yeah, I think Sony's managed to make themselves the more appealing mm-hmm. option. Mm-hmm. Tyler, are you still looking for an answer to read? Yeah, I mean, come on. What's interesting here? Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Would you reread it anyway? I was just reading NPR. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, Cactus Sundial Paisley said, Personally, I find it interesting that after 12 years of owning an Xbox and Xbox 360, the PS4 is the thing I'm most interested in. I'm doing like a movie preview like voice. It, yeah. okay. This summer... <laughs> It just seemed much more appealing than anything the X-Bone had. Also, Destiny's gameplay looked super cool, and Battlefield 4 might get me to play the series again, which I have not played since Battlefield 2. The fact that another Star Wars Battlefront game is happening also gets me super excited. <laughs> oh, Sunday, oh. Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> and then there's also... Coming up next to the stage. Someone complaining Sunday. that we're Candy. critical of games we like, which yeah. probably doesn't need to be read. Uh, Fuck you and your dissenting <laughs> opinion, <laughs> idiot viewer listener. <laughs> All right, let's do it. The only Pakistani listener, uh, who, I I just, who I just dismissed... Mm-hmm. I'm going to read it in the same voice. (laughs) (laughs) Equivalent time. Yeah. I'm from Pakistan. Okay. Let me... Now I'm doing Duff Man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let me start off by saying I fucking love you guys and this podcast, and I've been a fan of yours since the first T-Dar. Thank you. Now with a little bit of criticism, colon. Bring it. Bring it. What is up with the constant cynicism? What us... It's one thing to talk about a game's mechanical and gameplay issues constructively, and I just pressed the iPad's home button. That was really dumb of you. Whoa, whoops. Okay, I'm back. Have on Safari. <laughs> it's one thing, but to go for five to ten minutes. Now I'm Patrick Stewart. Five to ten minutes about <laughs> the fact that you can't go to the second floor of every building and how that breaks the immersion just seems like you guys hate the game and are just looking for the tiniest things about the game to shit on, especially since you start off by saying you loved it. I've finished The Last of Us, and none of the things you guys complained about really bothered me at all. In fact, I never really noticed them because the rest of it was so fucking incredible. In short, I love you guys, but maybe don't shit on the games you love all the time. Well, I don't think no. complaining about a game we is love to you shit too. on it. Yeah, but we, yeah. we do love it. But thank you, you for but... the criticism. I always yeah. appreciate <laughs> someone that says, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You no, totally. Totally. Well, great. And, you know, you've just, you just unleashed the floodgates. Now all the comments are going to oh, be, yeah, hey, great. that's shut my whole personality. <laughs> that's true. It is. <laughs> I, lo- I love that commenter, but I also have a lot of criticisms about him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't walk up to his second floor. Fuck yeah. Yeah. My immersion's room. Yeah, hey, the only Pakistani listener... 
What's up with all the closed doors? Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, I mean, we're trained to be critical. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what kind of we do. Job. It's what we do. do. We, we love on games, but, like, every time we, we say nice things about a game, there's a nagging voice in the back of our head that says, Say something bad. <laughs> because that's the job we were it's, trained it's to also, do. It's also that the games I love, personally, are the ones I'm most critical of. Yeah. Like, I love Bioshock Infinite, and I tore it up every chance I got yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's how much I respect the, it. The, well, same, the same time, too. Every time you think about us shitting on games, remember that we're sitting here after hours, after our jobs, to show up at this table and talk about video games because we fucking love them. Yep, that's and true. And that's why we're here to do this, because it's a huge part of our lives, and that's what yeah. we enjoy doing. Yeah, so... Even if we well, do bitch about it. Also, <laughs> like, I remember uh, the week of hate we used to do at Games Radar. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we, we'd always have, like, five things to hate about this franchise. And categorically, those would always be written by somebody who was a huge fan yes. of that franchise. Yes. Because you know the series better than anyone, and you know its flaws. Yes. And, like, I remember, like, to this day, I still hear from people who don't understand that and be like, you don't understand what Assassin's Creed is all about. It's actually a really good game in spite of these flaws you mentioned. Well, yeah, duh. I know. I fucking love that series. (laughs) That's why I can point out all the things that are bad about it and still love it because I can can love things conditionally. I can love things and accept their flaws and... And see their flaws and not feel the need to sweep them under the rug because I'm afraid to hurt the game's feelings or whatever. But that said, thank you for the criticism. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, we can be overcritical in this podcast because we're sure. just shooting the shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, we've got we would never write adult beverages we're just in us. shooting the shit. It's casual, <laughs> man. We would never write yeah. this stuff in a professional <laughs> no. review. We would be more eloquent about yeah. it. Sure. <clears throat> Explaining our criticisms where mm-hmm. we wouldn't just write, or you can't go to the second floor, <laughs> fuck this game. Or depending on how much the marketing company gave me to pay exactly. for my review. Right, of course. <laughs> so I could buy a new car or Absolutely. another house. I right. think I've ranked on GTA 4 like twice in yeah. the last hour. I, I fucking love that game. Yeah, like, yeah absolutely. I just great. finished that. Five years after it came out, still thought it was a really fun game. Mm-hmm. There are fucking uh, problems with that game. I'm going to read one from uh, Rod the Master, and I'm going to read it in kind of a sinister voice because uh, he tells an interesting story here. <clears throat> so, my answer involves a story. Tuesday morning, after finishing my last final, I decided I would drive to L.A. from Riverside, California, which is about an hour, and see E3 for myself. Upon approaching the convention, I thought to myself, I wonder how far into that building I can get. I walked through the front doors and walked up the stairs to the show floor and saw the rows of security checking badges. I knew I couldn't get in that way. So I walked out through a side door. I slowly made my way to the back of the center, brushing elbows with disillusioned teamsters that I knew didn't get paid enough to question me. So lazy. (laughs) (laughs) At the back of the center, I found a vacant loading dock slash garage and walked in. I found an open office leading further into the building and found myself in the off-white catacombs of the L.A. Convention Center. No! <clears throat> I think that might actually be Concourse Hall you're talking about. After searching around, I found a door with a notice that read, It turns out it's man. <laughs> this door must remain locked at all times. That door was not remained locked at all times. <gasps> 
I opened it and found myself face to face with a group of technicians (laughs) and executive type people. Oh, executive types. I remained calm, made myself look as if I was supposed to be there, and turned a few corners. Turns out I was behind the massive Sony booth, and I simply walked through a curtain, and I was in E3. No! I played a lot of new Wii U titles such as Wind Waker HD and Super Mario 3D World, but the PS4 demos they showed off were what most excited me. Watch Dogs and AC4 were gorgeous. The X-Bone and 360 stuff were a bit lackluster, so I avoided those. After walking around for a few hours, a security guard stopped me and asked for my badge. I told him I didn't have one, and he escorted me off the premises. I even ran into Tyler Wilde on the way out. <laughs> I thought this was going to... Yeah. I, <laughs> hi, dude. I remember seeing you. Uh, I had to run to an appointment. and <laughs> Overall, successfully three. Update. Revisit the sh- revisited the show floor on Thursday. <laughs> by different means. Oh, my gosh. After looking around more, I am very much excited for Killer is Dead, Dying Light, and the new DKC with music by David Wise. <laughs> Good job, hey, dude. Hey. You, were, you were the hero of my show. You, he, yeah. just, he just walked up to me, and he was like, Hey, Tyler Wilde's like, yeah, hey. And he's like, because no one walks up to me at E3. Like, at PAX, yeah. maybe. And he's just like, yeah, I, I, I snuck in. I just got kicked out. And I was like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I had to go. That but. happened to me once, too. Not not a guy who got kicked out, but Willie Fresh, a uh, longtime listener, uh, mm. came up and introduced himself to me and Henry Gilbert. So, hi, Willie. You're getting a mention in the podcast. It was great meeting you. Man, that guy's got a lot of dedication. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm too dickless to ever do that. Thing. Like, oh, walk I could, through I could yeah, fucking totally. security log doors and be like, "Oh, my security's gonna fucking send me to Guantanamo." If I do this. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally like, since I was a teenager, I was always when I'm like, oh, "We're not supposed to be here, guys." Type of kids, They're totally lame ones, yeah. you know. So who gets thrown off a rock and this to your yeah. glasses to make a fire? Uh-huh. He yeah. needs to do it the right way. Make a half-assed fan website right. that gets invited to eat. Yeah, it yeah. works for literally everybody else there. Yeah, you yeah. can do it, dude. Don't worry. Uh, they were checking ID oddly. That was weird. To get into the press room this yeah, they, year. Yeah, they started, yeah. like, not just the press room, but, like, uh, once one, one of the uh, expo halls, like, oh, really? trying to get into South Hall. So like, yeah, show your and badge There's a guy there, your... like, yeah, show me your ID. And, like, I have to show my ID to get into the expo hall? And it's like, yeah, well, beefed up security. <laughs> like, Somebody yeah. got in the back door. Yeah, they still let anybody get a badge. So that seems like it's kind of productive. <laughs> That's yeah. the security problem, is, yeah. Um, Mike, you want to read this one? Well, I think of a question. For the first time in a while, my name is Slow Octopus. I am a helium neon user with 39 posts. I made this post on June 14th, 2013 at 4.24 (laughs) a.m. For the first time in a while, I'm pretty excited about Nintendo. The more I hear about Xboxes, always online, ever watching I and the PS4's mandatory PS Plus. The more I just want to build a nice PC and pick up a Wii U. Man, this guy's like my soulmate. <laughs> I won't have to deal with any of the used games. The backwards compatibility issues that keep coming up around the Expo and in PS4. Plus, boy, I've been missing Smash Brothers. Not trailer put a big smile on me face <laughs> while I chomped into me corned beef and cabbage and threw a shillelagh at a northerner. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't believe you wrote that. So, new question of the week, which you can answer, again, by going to uh, lasertimepodcast.com slash forums, or by clicking on the uh, the article for this week's episode, that's episode 20, 
uh, and commenting. Flip side of the question from last week, uh, what didn't make it to E3 that you wish had? You know, there were a bunch of big titles that didn't show up, like Beyond Good and Evil yeah. 2, uh, Last oh, Guardian. Man. That's probably mine right there. GTA, which is normal, because Rockstar... Yeah, Rockstar never yeah, goes to, to E3. E3. They yeah. don't care. Um, Half-Life 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we, no one expected. Valve, again, also doesn't show stuff at E3. Yes, they don't mm-hmm. care. Like, they'll come and lurk in the shadows, but they won't announce stuff, so... Unless they're at Sony's conference. <laughs> and that'll pan out. Waka mm. uh, waka. <laughs> Yeah, I would have liked to see Beyond Good and Evil too. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was coming too. Yeah. Well, I, and I really we did. we know it's under development uh, for this yeah, gen for sure. Um, so it's just a matter of when they're going to start showing it off. And, and literally, like a week or two before E3, uh, Ubisoft put some kind of a, they put a placeholder image on their Facebook site saying, "Hey, we're preparing for E3. We're going to be down for a week or two. And it was a picture of Paige from Beyond Good and Evil. So they're literally a week or so before E three teasing some teasing, and it didn't happen. I thought it was gonna. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I really thought Last Guardian was gonna happen, and I'm I'm really starting to worry that it wasn't because you know I I kind of think at this point like it's clearly being retooled yeah. for PS four, but when we haven't seen any of it, it hasn't shown up for years. That's how good it is, Mike. Yeah, it's so good we don't get it's to see got it a ever, brew, man. A series so great it skipped a console generation. <laughs> that's that's still my whole idea is that they're going to release that on Vita exclusively with a crossplay <laughs> on PS4. Well, that'd get people to buy Vita probably. Yeah. I don't there think it's go. a bad idea. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, uh, I wanted Prey too. No, I knew that wasn't going to be. <laughs> that's done. Gone. Forget about it. Aw, too bad. Mario Golf. When? when hey, I said Gungan Evil too. Oh, God, this is on me. I'm, I'm vamping for time here. Uh, <laughs> new Street Fighter. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to see World of Darkness, and I knew CCP wasn't going to show it. That's the vampire MMO that they're making that actually sounds pretty cool. You also wanted to see Cyberpunk. I did. Which right. CD Projekt Red had signs up for it yes. in their little meeting room. They did not it, show any of it. You know what they also had their meeting yeah, room? I don't know if Delicious Polish beer. They, they did. sure oh. did. <laughs> and puzzles. Large puzzles. Large puzzles. Oh. Would you like to win a puzzle? <laughs> Email laser time. I mean, uh, we, we might fun. organize a uh, contest in the coming weeks yeah. to win a Witcher, one or more Witcher puzzles. <laughs> Several <laughs> XL t shirts and Witcher puzzles. <laughs> Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Polish beer not available. Yes. Uh, unfortunately. Like well, you know what? I was slightly disappointed that it didn't show up at E3, but it was almost because something better showed up in its place. Was uh, Telltale was supposed to show off uh, Fables, the, the Wolf Among Us. Us, and instead, I guess they had uh, The Walking Dead 400 Days ready, yes. right. so they brought that instead. And I went to that demo, and it was amazing. Like, yeah, didn't ex- a, didn't a, expect it for it's a bunch of different characters with short five, stories, five different right? characters, yeah. yeah. Cool and stuff. they all all their stories revolve around a diner in uh, along the Georgia freeway or highway rather, and it apparently with each character story becomes more and more dilapidated. But yep. yeah, the the thing that they showed was like set almost entirely aboard a prison bus, yep. and it was like unbelievably harrowing. Like second episode where you hack a dude's leg off, that harrowing. Yeah, and yeah. I yeah. I did not expect this is like day three. I'm almost like a corpse at this point. And they have this demo that it's... Yeah, and, and it captures that Walking Dead vibe where you're like, No, don't do that! Do that! Oh my god. And he just yeah. he just 
did that to that guy. That's crazy. And it like I didn't expect to be that into a demo at that mm-hmm. point at E3. That said, I would have liked to have seen The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Because it looks really cool. I've been mm-hmm. reading Fable's comics for like the last two months, so I had to be ready for a demo of that game. That was, I think, my, my biggest regret at this E3 was missing uh, Hotline Miami 2. Because oh, that man. was apparently there. It was? It was. What? Oh my god. But it was on the DL. Fuck! Oh, those assholes. Yeah. Yeah. The Nintendo DL. Yeah, and by, <laughs> ass- <laughs> and by assholes I mean respected developers. <laughs> respected developers, talk to contact PC me. <laughs> Fuck them so much. Um, yeah, I would have wanted to see that. Yeah, there was like this mystery indie conference where Fez Two was announced and we never heard about. It. Wow. Like, oh my god. We it's like the parallel E3. <laughs> we would have hardcore covered that stuff. Why didn't we know about it? Was it our fault if it wasn't? good because <laughs> we're professionals who are good at this um, and i i have this weird thing about the very last uh, appointment i take at e3 because one year at e3 i was randomly in the hallway and they're like hey come on sony has this secret game they're showing off the literal last demo and it was journey i remember that i was in that too and it was amazing so microsoft said we have an unannounced game well, it was unannounced because they didn't have their E3 schedule like for us at the time. So they're like, so unannounced game at 4.30 on the last day of E3. I'm like, I think I might take that just because it could be something cool. It was Rise. It was the fourth. It was the fourth time I I saw. How is that shit unannounced? It's been announced for well, years. It, well, yeah, it, but it's unannounced in that they didn't know what was going to be in that slot oh, that I see, time. I see. So mm. I had that expectation, and it's like, no, this is the same version of rise you saw at the press conference and then i played through twice and then i watched that same fucking like 10 minute scene from rise rise is not good (laughs) it does not look good wow yeah it's like that that's the thing like other than dead rising 3 i don't really see any compelling launch titles like i'm not gonna fucking buy rise just the the demo looked awful yeah but dead rising 3 Looks really good. All right, mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. I'll take my one more bitch bit by bitch point. I okay, whined about uh, Beyond Two Souls. The demo was not good. Mm-hmm. I also went about Knack, not great. And my final whine point was uh, what was I just thinking of? I just uh, blanked on the thing <laughs> okay. I was going to talk about. Well, if you think about it, you can bring it up during our plug section. Hey, all right, we're closing out the show, so it's time to talk about uh, what you, what else you got going on. Oh, oh, go for it. Disney's Fantasia Harmonics is music. Oh, that was the worst trailer. That what did that have bad, to do with Fantasia? Bad, bad. It's the whole idea is that you're the conductor in a music game, and huh. you wave your hands in front of Bruno Mars. And uh, Again, what does that songs. have to do with Fantasia? Uh, nothing. It's yeah. not good, and it does not look. I played it, and it was like, I don't want to talk about this because <laughs> it's not good. I think when Chris saw that, he buried himself just so he could roll over in his grave. I, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Talking, of course, about Chris Antista, for yes. those of you who aren't regular <laughs> listeners. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Wikiparas. Uh, you can find things I've written in uh, OXM and At Gamer, uh, previews of Witcher 3 and the Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z and other games. You can uh, read my review of XCOM Enemy Unknown on iOS, which will be up Thursday. Somebody else go. Well. On MacLife.com. Uh, I'm Mike. I work at uh, Wikia. I just put up a scene today for Sony's game Puppeteer, which they showed off at E3 quite a lot, and I quite liked. So there's a little wiki up there, so if you're interested in that game, feel free to contribute some content. Follow me at Twitter on Zidabran. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at Dave Rudden, OXMOnline.com, and the Chi Podcast, we just, well, hopefully by the time this episode is up, 
there will be our episode from Payback, which was a surprisingly good WWE pay-per-view. That's it. Okay. Cool. Tyler? Yeah, Tyler underscore wild on Twitter. I don't have my own podcast, except for the PC Gamer podcast. Sometimes I host that. <laughs> I make the intern do it mostly. <laughs> um, PCGamer.com. Go there. You can read my Battlefield 4 preview, I guess. Um, my Call of Duty Ghosts preview. I didn't like it a whole lot. But uh didn't get to play it. Just saw it, and the demo was kind of eh. But, uh, yeah, PC games, like them. <laughs> that's, nice. That's Super my, liminal. <laughs> that's my pitch to you. <laughs> like them. Or don't. <laughs> or else. Ooh. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. Peace. Was Ogmorbus? Mm, it's a it's an audio format, man, that works on the web and streams uh-huh. so good. And like, occasionally you'll find like a video game music site that only delivers <laughs> music in .dot og. Autism. Like. <laughs> <laughs>